welcome to do we do it now do uh, I, I yeah. don't know if I ever do I ever start off yeah whenever you're it's a, doing the summer it's, it's a lot of responsibility <laughs> hello okay <laughs> can't do it and welcome to readers of the lost drafts I am your host Zach and I am your host Eric Are you going to talk at that tune the whole way through? We'll see what happens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Um, this is uh, Jurassic Park, the first draft by Michael Crichton. Or Crichton for you know, very <laughs> hardcore fans. I always and, almost uh, put an H after the C. <laughs> no. <laughs> I never know like... how to spell it. <laughs> I say Michael Crichton. I have never been corrected. But, uh, yeah, anyway. This uh, this script was written by Michael Crichton. First draft with a soft rewrite by Maria Scotch Marmo. Sounds like a not, good drink. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not to be confused with Momo from Last Year Bender. Oh, uh, yeah. And this is, uh, <laughs> this is dated March 14th, 1992. And before I get into it... Um, I read the book in like tenth uh, grade, maybe maybe ninth. Very long time ago, and this script kind of reminded me more of that than the final movie. Hmm. Yeah, I also read the book. I uh, can't remember when. It was a couple years ago. I've also seen the movie. <laughs> really. <laughs> I actually watched the movie before doing this. Well, not right I think before. Well, I think it's a good idea. One of us watches it at least, and then the other does a script maybe. maybe. I don't know. But obviously, Michael Crichton is the original author, so it makes sense mm-hmm. that this would be closer to what he made. Yeah. From what I remember, anyway. Well, jumping right in. Okay, start in with an extreme close-up of glowing, honey-colored stones. Camera pushes through a groovy series of shots <laughs> inside the stones, like past a bunch of like you know still bubbles and stuff, until we finally find a mosquito. Then we pull out to see the detailed process of drilling in to extract the dino DNA. <laughs> Except here now, they remove the bug's entire body yeah. from the amber. So seems a little, I don't know. Unnecessary. Yeah. I don't know about you, but um I imagine like this whole opening credits thing. Like uh very similar to Sam Raimi's Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea why. <laughs> but uh I, I don't just know. pictured that one scene near the opening with the guy. Which where, scene, Eric? Where they you know, they drill into the <laughs> You know, the scene where they drill into the, uh, the thing. Yeah, you just watched it, and that's the best description. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the drill. <laughs> How, it actually started, the original script starts, oh, wow. 
Yep, we're recording at 10 at night. (laughs) (laughs) It has begun. (laughs) The movie starts with the the raptor incident, right? Yes, it does. Okay. Which was obviously more, much more visually exciting than this. And cheaper, I might add. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they start with that raptor thing, and then they go to the riverboat with the lawyer meeting with the guy with Excavator. the amber. Yeah. yeah. And then it's kind of this little sequence. Yeah. Okay, we cut to the exterior of Badlands, Montana. Afternoon. We have some workers carefully exhuming a velociraptor. The only script... <laughs> wow. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the only description the script says is it's a carnivorous dinosaur. <laughs> You, you do then, have uh, dinosaurs on your dinosaur tour, right? <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe. Anyway, oh, one thing at a time. Yeah. Yep. So much to get into. Dr. Alan Grant, this is the description. Good-looking, 30s, with a think beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And with that description, <laughs> I actually pictured, like, Jaws era Richard Dreyfus. Oh, that'd be good. But anyway, uh, by think a beard, I think they meant a big bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite what I imagine with, uh, you know, Sam Neill. Yeah. I don't but, even uh, know if he can grow a beard. Be I know, right? <laughs> I, I think I've seen it. He had a beard in one movie that I can think of, but I don't even know what movie it was. It might have been Merlin. I think he grew a little bit. It was a miniseries. Anyway, he's really into this Velociraptor. Like, he's on his <laughs> belly, like, nose to bone, cleaning it with a toothbrush. Just, you know, leading uh, all the workers, telling them what to do. But it's not apparently fast enough, so he <laughs> drops the brush and starts licking the bone. <laughs> he's licking the dirt <laughs> off of the bones. <laughs> He's fully aware that he's surrounded by a dozen students. And then he just begins pop quizzing them with all this skeletal jargon so we know he's an expert. (laughs) And it was just so ridiculous getting into that. Like, I don't care about Yeah, that was a crazy introduction to (laughs) Dr. Grant here. Yeah, going from uh, borderline necrophilia to, hey, kids. But, yeah, thankfully, he's interrupted by Dr. Ellie Sattler. Late 20s, sharp-eyed, tough if she wants to be. Definitely did not picture girl from the movie for this one. I was really hoping at least one of us knew her name. Google! Well, I haven't seen her in much, so... I still need to see uh, her show Enlightened on HBO. I'm really interested to see that. Laura Dern. That's mm. Oh wow, okay. Daughter of Bruce Dern. Did not I don't know who that is. Uh have you you have not seen Hateful Eight? No. Um have you seen you have not seen the Burbs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so basically he's in all these great movies that you haven't seen. I believe it. <laughs> 
I've seen good movies you haven't seen. <laughs> but none of sure. them are relevant to this podcast right <laughs> now. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, man. But anyway, uh, anything else you want to say? Um, no, not really. I guess I could yeah. see uh, Ellie here being played by like Jennifer Lawrence or something. Hmm. Yeah. Be all right. Uh, but yeah, apparently she's a athletic type. They had that in later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just always, you know, I don't know. Yeah, you gotta cast the right age for this stuff. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Anyway, uh, besides Hollywood, uh, she runs <laughs> up to him, uh, but <laughs> she wants. To, she's trying to interrupt, but the student like holds her back because he really wants to pay attention. <laughs> that uh, pop quiz continues. Yeah, and then is uh, the student uh, says, "Doctor Settler, Doctor Grant is <laughs> thinking." Yes, there we go. <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't think I read it correctly, or I might have missed it somehow. Is Alan Grant using the raptor claw? It um, just says he motions Ellie to his side with his bone. <laughs> Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it really says that in the script, not the fellow's part. <laughs> That'd be really inappropriate. <laughs> but yeah the the bottom line to this whole point is that we can find out that a raptor can jump 12 feet which does spoilers becomes relevant yep spoilers for a movie that was never made <laughs> <laughs> well you know what I mean I mean do you really think fellas they, they would introduce things the early in the script and <laughs> Not have a payoff. Not movie. use it. Yeah. Well, here's my confusion. Uh, script and story aside, I think Michael Crichton knows how big Velociraptors really were. But then, like, they still made them like human sized in this. Mm. So I mean, because they really were, you know, just big turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, Ellie keeps the plot moving along. Wow, did I say that right? Ellie keeps the plot moving by getting Alan to get into a limo that is waiting for them. Alan rolls his eyes. He says, Jesus, a limousine. Because he's, uh, you know, he likes to slum it. Yep. But uh, yeah, this is for, uh, oh, he says, we're re- 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 oh, wow, fuck. <laughs> He says, <laughs> yeah. he says, we're re-entering Hammond's world, that's for sure. Which the bottom line is uh, these guys are each being paid $60,000, if I'm correct. Is that what you read it? Yes, I believe so. Which is much... Uh, uh, was there any compensation in the movie for this? Or was it just like, we really want to hear your opinions? No, yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like they just have a history with Hammond in this version. Yeah, in this one they definitely do. Like, they've just, they, like, they've known him for a really long time, and um, at, at this point in the script, it's just, like, brought up that they're being asked to 
come check out this place. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, uh, the exposition here is $60,000 to observe some resort in Costa Rica and what Alan refers to as fraternizing with the enemy. And he's having a hard time leaving the dig, as it is. Hmm. But $60,000 seems to help. Yeah. (laughs) Which I'm sure they're both, you know. Well, he's 30. She's late 20s. So they got about 10 years left on their student loans. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Anything else about this scene? Um, No, I don't think so. Yeah. So we know velociraptors are awesome and blah, blah. Money. Okay, then we cut to exterior, high-tech building, Biogenetic Corporation HQ, Sunset. <laughs> That's a mouthful. Okay, we got Dennis Nitri, 40-year-old computer programmer. <laughs> He's fat, greasy hair with a permanently wrinkled suit. It just stereotypes <laughs> starting now. <laughs> And he's just literally throwing peanuts into his mouth yep. and scoffs. 500,000 is peanuts. <laughs> I don't know if Michael tried that. <laughs> but I thought it was hilarious on multiple levels. Yeah. It's either funny because that could be really funny on screen or who thought of that? That is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sitting across from him is Bill Baker, a smooth businessman who looks disgusted. Uh, Nidri's given the audience the definition of reverse engineering as he reevaluates his current deal. Because, uh, you know, that's what he's getting paid to do, apparently. <laughs> uh, laughing and eating the whole time, he just eventually begins to choke. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bill is just very nonchalantly just shoves him onto the floor and says, you want to renegotiate, huh? And Dennis is like, Okay, okay, you win. Then Bill punches him in the solar plexus to dislodge the peanut. <laughs> and then uh, apparently the renegotiation didn't work out for Nidri. So Bill just begins to exit. He says, make sure the eggs are on that supply ship. Just make sure. <laughs> I had to write that quote down. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Any Anytime there's an exclamation point in the script, I feel the need to point that out I don't yeah. know just just let the actors do their thing you know <laughs> but yeah obviously a lot less entertaining than the uh, cool whip scene oh yeah this Dodson. is a very strange and very 90s introduction to Dennis Nedry here <laughs> yeah uh, definitely cheaper <laughs> <laughs> just two guys in an office pretty much but yeah um and in this, they actually went whole eggs instead of the embryos, which I thought was yeah a lot tougher to deal with. Yeah, <laughs> Nidri's end. Well, yeah, we'll find out later how ridiculous. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can't fit that into a, horrible... a uh, you know <laughs> shaving cream canister. Which they yeah. Oh man, I love that thing so much. <laughs> I don't know what I'd put in one, but I'd still want one. <laughs> you know alright then we cut to another filler scene <laughs> interior conservative law office day I don't know why I said the same building it's definitely not this is it the same building 
Uh, wait. I, they've it's, mentioned like cross cutting through the wall, didn't they? It says camera leaves and exits the window. Swish pans the concrete canyons of Wall Street. Enters another office. My understanding was it like the camera moves down the street a couple buildings to another office okay. building. That's what that I makes got. Makes a lot but more sense. I don't know. I'm gonna go with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, side note: uh, in the final movie, Dodson kind of reminded me of my uncle back in the day. Hmm. But yeah, real important stuff. In the law office. <laughs> Probably my uh, second favorite character of the script, Donald Gennaro. <laughs> Description, handsome, meticulously dressed. Uh, paces in front of his boss. It's his boss, right? Yep. Ross. Boss Ross. <laughs> boss Ross. Them Duke boys. That's all I could imagine. <laughs> but then it goes on to the description. A powerful black man with a prosthetic arm. <laughs> prosthetic arm. Um, All I can think of is Barrett from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Or uh, so Chubbs from Happy yes. Gilmore. <laughs> yes, even better. <laughs> oh man! Why didn't they invite you to this island? Because you're black. Hell no! Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Damn dinosaur bit my arm. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Who would put these together? Okay. So, uh, these blood-sucking lawyers aren't very confident in their investment with Heyman, apparently. So, uh, Gennaro has arranged for an unbiased invitation with Alan, but Hammond insisted to make a call to invite uh, Grant and Ellie, presumably to lighten the tone of the situation. But it's definitely Gennaro's firm's idea to get these people in there. Yeah. But in this final movie, Hammond invited them, right? Well, in the movie, um, I think Hammond, like the plan was for them to each find people to bring because mm -hmm. in the helicopter on the way there, Hammond says, I bring the uh, scientists or whatever and you bring the rock star. Yeah. So I think, like, you know, in the movie, um, the lawyer, like, was thinking, like, hey, this guy's going to, you know, be awesome or whatever. <laughs> and then uh, the other, I don't know, and then Hammond thought to bring two respected people. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like in the movie, uh, Donald brought a, Malcolm, just because he was looking for someone to, you know, shit over the park, pretty much. Yeah, but he seems really excited about everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Janera is very good at his job in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, back to the finish this scene up. Uh, Ross tells Donald. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> After he's fully on board. But, uh, yeah. Uh, Ross told... Wow. Ross tells Donald to burn that island to the ground if there's any serious problems. <laughs> and then, uh, 
I I'm not sure what happens here, but Ross finally just curses and slams the globe on his desk. Then this would be like where the Universal logo shifts in. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know how do you feel about this scene. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they were actually going to do something important with Ross eventually. <laughs> but getting the back to the summary, I'm like, oh yeah, he was in this. Yeah. I don't know. See, uh, up until like at at this point, I'm thinking like this feels a lot like a Michael Crichton novel. Yeah. And it would work as a novel, but as a movie, <laughs> it's just not, you know. Yeah. It's just, too, I don't know, too slow or something. Yeah. I, don't know. I feel like he's focusing on the wrong details. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I don't know how many movie scripts he's written before this. But well, he wrote like Westworld. Script? script? Yeah, Andy directed it. Oh. So, I mean, he at least that out. knew what he was doing at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I guess he... Uh... It was, you know, like I said, it's not, I don't think it's a bad script. It's just, you know, not, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll talk about it at the end, but yeah. Anyway, uh, dissolve to interior, exterior, helicopter in sky, dawn. Dawn, dawn, dawn. Ah, <laughs> it's starting. Uh, Ellie, uh, Ellie dozes out occasionally on Alan's shoulder. Apparently. To his discomfort? <laughs> Just like, aren't you even friends, at least? <laughs> and uh, apparently there's a sea wow, see-through floor on the bottom, and uh, Gennaro's looking through paperwork, trying to ignore it, pretty much. I, I would like to see this helicopter, because I've never seen one with a clear floor before. I know, they're pretty cool. And, uh... Uh, Nidri is in the helicopter also, eating a candy bar while offering another to anyone else, but no one wants any part of it. <laughs> now, that's and an addition some... I would like to have seen in the movie. Him I also know. in there <laughs> with everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Probably the biggest difference here between the final movie is uh, that Ian Malcolm is not even mentioned. Yep. Not in a helicopter or not any line of dialogue anywhere or anything. I don't even remember if he was in the book because it's been so long. <laughs> but uh, do you remember? Yeah. He was in He was? Yeah, he was in it from... He's almost like the main character in the book because um, a lot of the chapters, like, they have the like a weird picture. Mm-hmm for the chapters and it's always like about the chaos theory. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that now. Yeah, I remember so, him talking about chaos theory a lot. Yeah, so I mean like he's in he's definitely like a heavy part of the book. Oh, but it seems very... I, I did I did read that uh I think I think Michael Crichton might have included him but uh the person that person who rewrote did the like the rewrite of this? Maria. Mer yeah, merged. Mara. 
Ian and uh, Gennaro, I think. Yeah, I can see that now. She, yeah, she merged both of them, and to I guess lighten how many characters are in the movie or something. But right. So yeah. And then somebody realized that's not a good idea. Let's bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so moving on, uh, there's some turbulence with some fog that uh, Michael Crichton really wanted to get people with. <laughs> there's just way too much time spent on this turbulence. Yeah. They're not even that high, I believe. Like they're they're going in for a landing, and there's so much turbulence. <laughs> But uh, all we really get to see is that Grant stays calm through the whole thing. So, obviously, that's who the hero is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they land, and he just starts laughing it off, pats Grant on the shoulder. He says, Dr. Bones, you're going to love this place. <laughs> and then after all that, uh, the pilot says he has to get back because there's a storm warning. Foreshadowing. And- <laughs> da da da, and then we have my least favorite aspect of the entire script, Ed Regis. He's <laughs> thirty-five, short red hair, obviously flamboyant, <laughs> because you can't have a redhead in a Hollywood movie unless they're overly flamboyant in and or gay. Safari garb. Yep. Oh, you just like. Yeah, the description I read is just like he just raided the uh, gift shop real quick <laughs> to make it look like he's a professional. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just a very cheery PR man, apparently. And actually, before like, I read any of that, I read his introduction in uh, Regis Philman's voice. <laughs> just because it's Regis. <laughs> Because he's like so excited, and it's like he's really calling everyone down to <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire. Yeah, it does that sound like a long. game show introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just some of his dialogue is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, no Jeep, actually. They just have to start walking yeah. through the <laughs> island, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And we move on through the exterior. Lush. Tropical forest morning. Uh, yeah, obviously it's jungle with uh, you know, thick vegetation. Everybody's walking along the path, and they just seem very visually taken in by the vegetal wonder. <laughs> I I quoted that from the script. Then <laughs> uh, they walk up to a group of workers with flamethrowers and machetes. Yep, which we never see again, sadly. <laughs> Yeah, they're uh, apparently trimming the forest <laughs> under the direction of Robert Banff Muldoon mm-hmm. because apparently the whole forest should be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered. Uh, I know, I just realized this. He limps through the whole movie because it mm. says he limps over to the group. Yeah. I thought something happened to him later because they go a while without mentioning it again. But anyway... Ed Regis comes over. He's like, this is Robert Muldoon, great African big game hunter, and he's working for us now. Doing a bang-up job, too. <laughs> then Muldoon just rests his rifle aside and starts shaking hands. He says, Ed's a little more BS than PR. 
which great. I loved it. <laughs> and then we just have Regis just randomly taking Gennaro's arm to carry on and then just walk away. Yep. And uh, yep, well Dune just <laughs> that's it. He goes back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's not one of the attractions. So <laughs> are uh, these anyway. are, are these robots auto uh uh Rodica? Rodica? <laughs> can't believe they put that in. <laughs> I was actually uh, coming down to work on the script one day, and uh, my dad was watching that scene. Like, <laughs> it's like, why? What? <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. The crazy thing here is uh, as they're walking away, Ellie and Grant look back of where they came from, and some ferns are already claiming the path. Like already growing back over where they came in, and uh, I thought this was really interesting. Yeah, like there's, doesn't really turn out to be anything later. Yeah, <laughs> actually, actually does it does, because uh, Ellie says aggressive growth, huh? Then Grant says Hammond's trademark. Mm. Foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's some uh, hooting and trumpeting. Which I imagine, like, <laughs> my favorite dinosaur. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, fucking Ed says, Our animals are greeting you! Exclamation point. <laughs> Ugh, just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> and then this is probably my one of my favorite. Uh, parts of the whole movie is uh, they just walk by a tree, a random tree with a just a slap together <laughs> sign, <laughs> just this random sign nailed to a tree. It says, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, just reading that, we see Grant cringe yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah, in this script, there is oh, no man. like wonder or majesty to anything no in this part. exactly yes which is both it's just uh, hilarious crappy and, from the beginning yeah exactly <laughs> like event I, oh, about halfway into this i'm like i'm reading a bad sci-fi movie <laughs> this is what i'm reading how anyone turn this into gold i have no idea <laughs> but uh yeah, then we have uh, upbeat Ellie trying to loosen Grant up. Like, come on. Have fun. <laughs> uh, apparently Grant's expecting some uh, auto uh, rotica. <laughs> but anyway, he's expecting actual animatronics. But Nidri's like, nope. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, enter that. see him like smiling. Like yeah. eating some peanuts or something. <laughs> yep. Like he knows what's up and he's just having a lot of fun. Yep. Which, yeah, you know, who wouldn't? <laughs> uh, so they enter like a tunnel of trees that's like laced in with like electric fences, I guess. Yeah. About uh, 30 feet high with uh, signs reading 10,000 volts with barbed wire. Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, just looking at the fences, Grant just starts picking up the pace. Which <laughs> <laughs> is kind of off uh, character already, because we see how brave he was in the helicopter. Yeah. 
But anyway, we see the main visitor center building. Uh, instead of like the weird, like laid back, like teepee roof, it's like glass pyramids and I don't know, like overly modernized uh, architecture is how I took it. Yeah. Didn't seem very Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> John Denver's full of shit now. <laughs> Uh, then they walk into a clearing with a unfinished brick sidewalk and a pool currently being filled in. I just liked how they throw a few things at you throughout the whole script. Like this place is not nearly finished, mm-hmm. but you know everybody's working hard. There's uh, like Regis saying, "I hope you brought your bathing suits." <laughs> <laughs> I would have actually laughed throughout the whole script if I used that voice for him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, then we go to the interior visitor center. Day. Uh, Workers are currently attaching iron security grating to the glass skylight. Foreshadowing. (laughs) I almost imagine it kind of like uh, the Lost World. Mm. With like all the buildings that are kind of half finished or whatever. Yeah, just without the age. Yeah. yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, there's like cables and uh, lights hanging all around the place. Uh, just more stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I kind of like this part. Uh, there's an exhibit. There's a bunch of exhibits, but one of them has a clock representing millions of years. Mm. Uh, each uh, section is colored in with different hours of different uh, dinosaurs and eras, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last very last second is represented by humans and uh i just liked ellie's line uh she says the audacity of man to get here at the last second and think he runs the show <laughs> i thought i just like that a lot actually yeah but uh nidri tries to use a soda machine which doesn't work at first because it's like a fountain fountain thing because then it just immediately starts splashing him with soda <laughs> Which is just more, I just love how it's, this park is already so much shittier (laughs) than anything anyone could possibly imagine. They haven't even gotten to the dinosaurs, it's just like, this is not going to work. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, Nidra breaks off here, because then we just have Grant, L.A., Gennaro, and Ed enter the interior screening room. Uh, just, what, uh, okay, I uh, just imagine, like, the worst effects you've ever seen on, like, any show that ends in ice, <laughs> like, like, Turtles on Ice or some shit, Power Rangers on Ice, Yeah, that's a, pretty much the stage effects I imagined here with, like, fog, lasers, is there, is there a disco ball, am I remembering that correctly? Um, there might not be. But that's I don't think there is. No. But uh, anyway, uh, this these awful, horrible effects are just they're all for John Hammond to finally enter and introduce himself. <laughs> is there a description for him? Because I didn't write anything down. The he says he wears a white linen suit with a red rose in the breast pocket. Oh wait, hold on. <sighs> there's more before that. Oh uh, wait. There's, I have like a gap 
I have a gap in the code. I need a uh, frog <laughs> DNA to complete the script. Uh, is that where is that where it happened? It skips. I do. It skips right from. Um, it says celestial music fills the room. Mist covers and curls on the stage floor. Colored spotlights illuminate the mist in an eerie fashion. Overall effect is the touristy Where's New York high gloss production. Years young, with a glint in his eye and very comfortable with his own effect. He wears a white linen suit. Like, it just skips over, like, Hammond entering. <laughs> is it like a missing reel kind of deal? Yeah, like maybe just a I couple there's... lines. Like, there has it has to be, like, Hammond enters. He's, you know, 70 years young with a glint, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. I feel like there's just Good. one line missing yeah there's, def- there's definitely some... something missing anyway kind of fun to imagine like a younger guy or something just you know not from what i was picturing already yeah just just nice to have an idea that anybody could play it yeah i almost uh thought of more of like a clint eastwood type wow um <laughs> even with a rose in the <laughs> lapel <laughs> Because him and not quite the same in this version. <laughs> no, this is definitely remember, what I remember from him in the book. Yeah, definitely. Just such a sleazy old asshole. <laughs> I mean, he's not horrible, but... He's an asshole. He's he's horrible, yeah. <laughs> definitely an asshole. He's an asshole. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Should be a ringtone. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, yeah, he just gives this really long-winded speech about how biotechnologies are going to change the world. Because, seriously, way too much into that. <laughs> uh, then he follows with, like, a, a middle school introduction of cloning. Is what, you know. I'll need a drop of blood. Your blood. <laughs> Your blood. <laughs> John, at her. <laughs> oh, hello, and John. I just... <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is probably when I relate most to Grant, is he's the only one watching that doesn't seem to be enjoying the presentation. <laughs> uh, then he argues that he just, uh, he doesn't dislike popular science, just uh, the commercialization of it. And uh, apparently it makes scientists less worried about the science more worried about the flash uh whereas uh hammond get, you know retorts with him that financial he sees financial profit as a measure of success <laughs> uh yeah there's a little scene where hammond pulls Jenner to the side like hey thanks for bringing my old friend can't wait to win you two over like he's really excited to you know impress everybody yeah well, obviously it wouldn't be not doing a great job so far <laughs> no definitely not <laughs> He should probably be using, like, the Space Jam music yeah. for this intro. <laughs> Just fucking horrible. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anything else to say about this? No. <laughs> Obviously, the movie did it so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I. this definitely felt like more of a book passage. Oh, definitely. And, uh, yeah, the movie definitely tightened it up a lot and... Very nice visualization with the cartoon, even. Yeah. Because, yeah, like I said, he 
even the way he tries to explain cloning is just it just bored me. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to exterior, sprawling lawn day. Hammond leads Grant, Ellie, and Gennaro past a generator building and the staff's living quarters, which is apparently just a bunch of fucking tents, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, Muldoon catches up to him in his Jeep with Timmy, age nine, and Lex, age six. Quite a flip there that yep. we got in the final product. That's actually from the book. Yeah. But, yeah. I think I knew I that. I think it's... Uh, I like I like what they did in the movie. Yeah. I mean, it still made the girl, you know, Hollywood useless. <laughs> well, she saves the day in the end. In the movie, kind of. yeah. But in this, she just... Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, movie handled her better, I think. Just for women in general is a step, yeah. <laughs> I guess. And uh, here's another point for Gennaro for why I like him is... Uh, He's just generally upset that Hammond invited his grandchildren yeah. along to a yeah. safety inspection <laughs> at an untested zoo. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Hammond's you know, just like, but it's uh, for kids. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> that's what he says. Because Hammond's like, you need their reactions to judge this place properly. But he, yeah, yeah he, I'm just, Hammond's uh, just looking at this as like a test run of the park, and yeah, Gennaro's is, looking at this as like we need to make sure this is safe for people to even yeah. go to. Yeah, yeah, it's that's yeah, that's why I wrote it, like Gennaro's looking at this like a safety inspection. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, you know, Hammond just really excited to get this thing going. It's, <laughs> we've seen very clearly so far, nothing is ready. Yeah, <laughs> not even the soda fountains. Yeah, if you can't get that oh. right, I don't know. <laughs> it's not yeah, a good seriously. sign. <laughs> Who works on your soda machines? <laughs> oh, the generator guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we move on to like, I didn't get this the first time reading through, but this is like its own building off to the side of the yeah. everything, I guess. Uh, it's called Interior Hammond's Quarters. I'm not sure how big this place is. It's just uh <laughs> I kind of just imagined like a penthouse suite, you know, like Yeah, but it has like multiple floors. Yeah. It's kind I of hard to imagine for me. Yeah. What 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 he was trying to describe. Uh but in the you know, in the actual script dialogue it's quite a luxurious suite, as you said. Um Ellie looks out the windows at the staffing area below. Yeah, pretty much teepees for my interpretation. <laughs> yep. That's what it says like, in the script. Yeah. yeah? Nice. And Hammond's just like, you know, the rich white guy in the mansion. And so uh, obviously I, I like uh, not right. Grant's, Grant's <laughs> line here. Or, oh, well, did you, were you going to mention the window frame? Uh, no, I don't think I have anything for that. Uh, there. Yeah, there's a, a skylight in the ceiling with metal bars mm-hmm. and it's obviously modified. And then Grant says, who makes a windows smaller? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the typos in this. I recommend anyone read the script just for that. <laughs> I scratched that. I'm just a little tired and it seems funny. 
I don't know why I agreed to do this at night. <laughs> <laughs> it takes twice as long. <laughs> but we, we have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. I did have something about the Windows there. Anyway, uh, Timmy begins fanboying Dr. Grant. <laughs> He's like, you wrote my favorite book. And pretty much Grant's just like, okay. <laughs> I like how Lex is like, Timmy's got dinosaurs in the brain. Well, <laughs> that's good. Brought <laughs> yeah. to the right Clark. Anyway, uh, Hammond begins preaching about how much thought, care, and pretty much his whole fortune went on to Jurassic Park. Literally billions of dollars. Yes. Uh, we get some dialogue, I believe, that Mr. Gennaro helped raise more money from Japanese investors. Mm-hmm. Hammond quotes... They love theme parks. <laughs> it's just so 90s. <laughs> unabashedly racist. Yeah. Doesn't even care. Uh, with a little more droning, Hammond reveals that he's been cloning dinosaurs. Big reveal. Without showing anything. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. That's <laughs> the we reveal. We haven't even exactly. seen a dinosaur yet. That's no. the reveal. We've seen no proof or any sign other than a sign. That's hastily slapped together. It says <laughs> Jurassic Park. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because he like Hammond just like reveals this whole miniature model of the entire resort, complete with toy dinosaurs. <laughs> but uh, don't take it too seriously. It's not built to scare, and he didn't have time to paint. It. <laughs> yeah, he boasts about uh, electric fences and video mod- video monitoring every hundred feet along the fences. Which really comes in handy later, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ellie's like, you created dinosaurs? Who gave you the right? Then <laughs> Hammond's like, no, I just woke them up. <laughs> and then later he specifically has a line that, we made dinosaurs. <laughs> Why can't we do something? <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Getting back into the script here. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, anything to say about this I think you've nailed on the head with da da okay then we move on to interior hallway upper floor visitor center which why you wouldn't give them the tour through here first <laughs> yeah, <It's> seriously. Just... <laughs> hey let me show you my anyway. bedroom <laughs> <laughs> okay back into the visitor center where we just were uh, this is where the real tour starts well you know the behind the scenes tour that nobody wants to see <laughs> On the way to see real dinosaurs. <laughs> uh, so Hammond leads the gang through a bunch of security checkpoints that read his palm print, which is never, ever mentioned again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, they have another lovely touch of how shitty this park is already. Because <laughs> he's, he's pushing his hand onto the reader and like, it just keeps on glitching before it like just finally hisses open. <laughs> and I'm just like I don't know it's... well whenever I see a door hiss open I just think of Star Trek mm. <laughs> then we move into the interior control room day an elaborate technology crammed room with dim light and clusters of computer stations uh, here we see Dennis Nidri and John Arnold 45 chain smoker <laughs> are working away Hammond's like, those things will kill you, John. And just 
completely sidesteps and ignores Dennis, <laughs> which is like, really? I don't know. Uh, then he brags about how the system takes care of uh, cars, food and medicine dispensers, fecal cleanup, and uh, the system polices the dinosaurs. And then Ellie says, well, who polices the computer? And then Hammond points up to the ceiling, which I'm like, really? Are you going to pull the God <laughs> card right now? And then it shows that there's actually a throne up there where he sits. In a court. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the further into this, I'm just like, oh, okay, the God analogies with Hammond is just, <laughs> yeah, we got it. So, obviously, Hammond is playing God, and we all know that technology can't control nature. <laughs> uh, good themes for disaster, obviously. And uh be really nice to have uh, Ian Malcolm here to tell us all yeah, uh, right? what's what's <laughs> crappy about this please it'd be so great because uh yeah there's really like nobody witty in here there's no designated comedic relief i feel yeah uh and as they leave uh dennis sneers thanks for the kind words so like if hammond is god do you imagine nidri just like i don't know satan or something <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I'm probably reading too much into it. Back to the hallway, they approach tetra... Wow. Tetratogenic signs. Tetratogenic. There we go. Uh, the kids freak out because apparently they know exactly what it means. Uh, and then Hammond says, oh, don't worry, that's just for legality. Which, you're saying that Rennick's a lawyer. Obviously, he's going to frown, which he does in the script. And then Hammond just says, uh, this is his main lab, which will be Tim and Lexus someday. Which brings on its whole own problem of inherited wealth and mm. problems like that. Probably too, reading too much into it because it's never mentioned again. <laughs> but uh, interior amber room. Glass shelves with numbered amber stones line the wall. Just like we saw in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Hammond gives a longer, much less entertaining tale of mosquitoes getting trapped in prehistoric tree sap. (laughs) They get stuck in the sap. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) They land on a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Which, I don't know, it was uh, definitely a lot more visually engaging to see thousands of amber stones with all these mosquitoes. Yeah. Which I always assumed in the movie there was more than just the one in his staff. Right. But just to see it on its own level was nice, mm-hmm. I think. And uh this is where Grant finally starts to believe Hammond. <laughs> Cause he's like, this is where Hammond got the dino DNA. <laughs> and he says, that just might work. And I'm just yeah. like, might? Where do you think he's leading you? <laughs> yeah, look how they're actually like excited in this version. Yeah. Like they, I don't know. It's like they hear about this. They're skeptical at first and then they like get really excited. Yeah. But in the movie, it's kind of flipped around because they don't know where they are. And then they just yeah. see the dinosaurs for the first time. And they're like, oh, yeah. wow. And then they're amazed. And then they yeah. realize that it's all terrible. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> then uh, interior extraction room. There, this is all just one hallway. 
uh, for anybody listening. Obviously, you're listening. Enter your extraction room. <laughs> Is anybody listening to me? <laughs> it was insecure podcast of all time. Are you listening to me, damn it? See, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> podcast. We got podcast yep. here. <laughs> See, nobody cares. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's start over. Interior extraction room. <laughs> uh, this is basically where the group rewatches the opening credits. Yep. And uh, Grant gets all skeptical again and says, this is enough blood to clone from. Then we move on to the genetics room, which is lined with stainless steel boxes with a pair of uh, six foot high stainless steel towers in the middle. Then we have Dr. Wu, not from Black Dynamite, <laughs> 35, <laughs> I love that movie, uh, studies a monitor and knocks over his coffee by accident. An assistant immediately cleans it up. <laughs> Which, I don't think there's any description that specifically says he's Asian. No, just so, the last name is a dead giveaway, but... Well, yeah, exactly. I'd cast <laughs> you, just for the fuck of it. <laughs> you know? Anyway, uh, Grant is immediately embarrassed when Wu comes over to actually hug him, <laughs> which you can't do, so you can't be Dr. Wu. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just moves right along and kisses Ellie in stride. And nothing for Gennaro, I don't think. It's he, not no, mentioned. Gennaro, we already knows. <laughs> <laughs> It's another one of the good typos. Yes. It's actually capital W E, isn't it? Yeah. For Yeah. But yeah. We already knows Gennaro. <laughs> we already knows him. <laughs> oh man. So good. Uh uh Wu then confirms that Hammond is only interested in results, not the science, just as Grant predicted. Uh, Hammond's just like, you're standing in the middle of the most powerful genetics factory created since the expulsion from Eden. <laughs> I'm just like, lay off. <laughs> don't need this. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. How many... <sighs> uh, no, I'm not even going to get into it. Uh, then we learn, instead of using like frog DNA and... Uh, other animals that they were talking about. Uh, the computer actually helps uh, digitally fill in the gaps with, I don't know, educated guesses. That's kind of how I read it. Yeah, I think so. Okay, and we go to the incubation room. Long table. Oh, wow, fuck. <laughs> Christ. Incubation room. Long tables. Infrared lighting. Uh, Wu says that they grow the completed DNA strands in crocodile ova and plastic shells. And then Grant's just like, how do you know what you're growing? Which is a great question because <laughs> Wu just shrugs. Because <laughs> apparently just uh, they grow a random mystery strand to see if it survives. And to see if they're even interested or not. Yeah, I like that. It's just like, eh, does this look good? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> How about this one? He literally eh. shrugs. <laughs> oh, man. 
horrible. Just another sign of, wow, do these guys even know what they're doing? All this money and (laughs) just a perfect metaphor for Hollywood, I guess. Uh, Apparently, it's 99 degrees in here with 100% humidity. In tandem, Grant and Timmy go, Jurassic atmosphere. (laughs) And like I said, I was just walking by the movie at this time. And uh, it's actually 91 degrees, Wu says, Mm. which is, you know, so important. (laughs) (laughs) Then Wu goes into more atmospheric jargon to which his kids start poking fun at him because he's saying funny stuff, I guess. (laughs) And then uh, Ellie's just like, yeah, that is funny. He's getting along with him. Uh, Then Wu mentions a slight problem with adult dinosaurs before he gets too far ham and literally clamps his mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah. Pay no attention to him, he says. <laughs> Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> so what do you think of the tour? I think that's the end of the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Um not as good of a tour as <laughs> they did in the movie. Yeah, the spinning turntable was yeah. Definitely better. This is uh kind of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just pretty I don't know. Boring, I guess. Yep. But it gives us a nice scene to reuse later. <laughs> yeah, because we're... Nice, we're a, nice scenery. Um, hmm? Quarter of the way through and... No dinosaurs. Yep, not a single one. <laughs> Just uh, literally plastic eggs that might have dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> might not have any at all. And then we skip to the exterior visitor center day. Uh, Gennaro insists to Ellie that safety is a top priority here. And she mentions that the carnivores are well fed, but not with their natural prey. This means they'll live, but won't be happy. <laughs> it was just, you know, nice little things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, what do the kids do while they're waiting to see dinosaurs? They're throwing a baseball around because... <laughs> You know, what else do you do at Jurassic fucking Park? <laughs> Just, hey, kids, uh, are you ready to see some dinosaurs? Uh, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. After we have a catch. <laughs> okay. Then, uh, okay, this is kind of weird. Exterior tour start day. <laughs> I guess. Two electric cars. Oh, what I guess that's just the start of the tour, like on the street or the road or whatever. I guess. I don't even know. But, uh, yeah, I, I, in my summary, I kept on writing cars, but in the script it says cruisers. Mm. I'm not sure what the huge difference would be. Well, it says be, cars on here. Yeah. It, well, I know it says cruisers a lot, oh, actually, because yeah. I'm like, I'm like, why it am I writing cars? cars and cruisers. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Either way. <laughs> So two electric cars stride up, and then Regis is like, hey, great day for a tour. <laughs> and then just deadpan Gennaro. Looks like rain. Love it. No, I told uh, the, the rain guy to hold it off till we got back. I forgot about that. <laughs> you just <laughs> see him after every line, just like hands on his hips like. Yep. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> A horrible character. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, yeah, T 
Timmy finds a pair of very think strange looking goggles. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. The kids jump in the first car with Regis. Uh then it's Grant, Ellie, and Gennaro in the second car. Because why wouldn't you send the kids in with that guy? <laughs> hey, what's cab day? Then they approach uh the cars get move on. Uh they approach a huge gate. Uh unlabeled. Just <laughs> just a gate. <laughs> No mention of King Kong or anything. <laughs> Accompanied with a pre-recorded score of trumpets and audio guide. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just love this. Yeah. You know, obviously there's a, the movie has like a orchestral score in, in the background, mm. which is obviously great, you know, but you know, if they're actually playing it in the car, it'd be, you know, just horrible <laughs> like any pre-recorded music for a ride just like ugh, yeah i have to listen to this <laughs> and then uh regis talks to a walkie-talkie that they have he says that's richard kiley we spared no expense <laughs> which obviously they spared expenses everywhere yeah, clearly <laughs> <laughs> not they don't i don't even know where all polished. that billions of dollars actually went <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know Probably just finding mosquitoes, apparently. <laughs> After that, just like, ah, uh, we'll put in petty cash. Uh, this, the cars stop by a lagoon with some uh, spotty weather on the horizon. No dinosaurs in sight. Uh, suddenly, two, yeah, just like out of nowhere, <laughs> two brachiosaurs rumble out of the tree line. It is an awesome sight. <laughs> That's from the script, I believe. I'm <laughs> just... <laughs> There's no other reason I would have written that. And then, uh, yeah, this is where everybody has their oh shit moments. Grant just slowly breaks out of skeptic mode, smiles, and begins laughing like a madman. <laughs> Everyone else is, you know, obviously amazed, and <laughs> Regis just smiles at everyone's reactions, which just looks <laughs> creepy to me. But, uh, yeah, obviously it's like watching someone else react to something you know they'll live. Yeah. Know, they'll really like. Uh, then a brachiosaur lowers its head to a laughing Grant, who faints. <laughs> it's a nice touch. Uh, Ellie catches him, and they stare into each other longer than usual. <laughs> Fellas, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this time that was in the script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas. And uh, then, yeah. Here's a point against Gennaro when he just plops in his seat and he's like, my God, we're going to make a fortune here. <laughs> Which, who wouldn't think that yeah. if you're an investor? But I'm just glad he focused on, he focuses on the uh, safety. Yeah. Even after seeing this. Spoilers. Interior control room. Hammond watches video feeds from the groups of... Wow. Hammond watches video feeds of the groups from his throne. Very happily that he finally impressed Grant. Uh, Arnold says, uh, Muldoon needs you by the pit. All balls. <laughs> Seems so out of character. <laughs> I know. Even Bullocks, you know, yeah. that would have fixed it perfectly. But then I just imagined a ball pit, <laughs> which is obviously not what we're talking about. <laughs> Interior, exterior cruisers, second stop, day. 
a herd of Gala Gallimimus <laughs> aren't far off grazing. They're known as the ostrich dinosaur, which is, uh, I believe, these are the ones that start stampeding yeah. toward them in the movie. See, I like how in this script, everything's terrible. And then they go on the tour and they see every single dinosaur at each stop. But in the movie, yeah. like everything is great. And then they go on the tour and none of the dinosaurs show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This keeps you waiting to see what's going to happen. But for this, it's just like, oh, 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 okay. You are doing something here. Yeah. Less of a suspense payoff, I guess. Just because they spent how many pages getting to this yeah, point? Seriously, they needed to it's start like, showing some dinosaurs. <laughs> seriously, which yeah, the movie handles that much better. Mm. Obviously, um, I love how the recording keeps on playing, but Grant's just like ignoring it completely, <laughs> just like staring out the windows like a little kid. And then he says, "What are we gonna do now, Ellie? Now we're the extinct ones," <laughs> which felt very forced and <laughs> out of place <laughs> I don't know uh, third stop two perched dilophosaurs watch the tour approach it says man sized with gills around their necks which seeing the predators like this right away I don't know I didn't like it <laughs> I liked it better when we you know yeah damn <laughs> yeah I like uh yeah, not seeing them and then finally like you see it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Stick. Yeah, if you're going to show stick, <sighs> stick stupid. <laughs> no wonder you're extinct. <laughs> oh, man, you beat me to it. But yeah, I just don't like obviously you don't want to show the monster right away like this. Yeah. So, come on, Michael. Yeah. And then uh yeah, I think the recording talks about the venom that they spit, and uh, Regis is like holding the kids back gently. <laughs> it's like you know, be careful. And then Grant and Ellie are just like, I, they just shout like kids. They're so excited to see this. Then Richard Kiley explains that we uh, now know they can spit venom, which causes blindness and unconsciousness. And then Gennaro, poisonous dinosaurs. There's a liability without much precedent. Yep. <laughs> like, he's so excited. And then we get to here again. He's like, back to lawyer mode. So what do you think of the tour so far? It seems pretty horrible, like <laughs> you were already saying. Yeah, I mean, at least they're seeing the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's probably the first time in the script that anybody's, like, genuinely happy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, then we cut to exterior raptor pit day, which is just so much less. It's just it's so <laughs> underwhelming compared to what we've seen so far in the movie. Yeah, it's really just a big hole in the ground covered by wire mesh. <laughs> which, as a producer, that's great. That's the cheapest thing you come up with. You could literally just cover up some tarp. Ever a flat hole and say, yeah, there's raptors in there. But uh, actually, aside from the uh, horrible um, fencing that they've put up here, uh, I love the introduction. Yeah, wow. I love <laughs> the introduction to the raptors. 
<laughs> the introductions. Uh, we see a dark claw push against the net, followed by a shower of sparks. Uh, something screeches and growls and snarls in the background. We can't see it. A face hits the mesh with sparks illuminating a set of uh, razor sharp teeth. That's I think that's a great way to show the monster. Yeah. You, you don't have him perched on a goddamn boulder watching the cameras, <laughs> you know? And then uh, Muldoon's finally on duty where he's supposed to be. He's just standing by casually with an assault rifle, <laughs> you know? Awesome. Uh, then he lays it down in his hand and walks over because no golf carts, I guess. Uh, Hammond's like, these raptors are... No, no. Muldoon obviously says, these raptors are too damn dangerous. One of them tunneled out this morning and took off a boy's arm before I could get a bullet in him. And Hammond is way more worried about losing a raptor than a worker. Yeah. Because he's just like, I only have five left. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Muldoon really wants them terminated. And Hammond just insists that they contain zoo animals. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I'm starting to see this more and more. Like you said, this just felt a lot more like a book chapter mm. than anything visually appealing. Aside from, you know, the, the sparks and the clawing. and <laughs> uh, Interior control room. Annoyed, Hammond uh, returns, demanding an update of the tour. Arnold says the trike is sick again, and uh, there's no mention that Arnold is black, but Hammond is obviously offended by the slang. <laughs> and he's just like, we turned a hunk of rock into a dinosaur, and you have to make up like boring nicknames or something like that. He just sounds really offended. <laughs> and this is where he said, we turned a hunk of rock into a dinosaur. As opposed to we just woke them up. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's uh, this man. Yep. Uh, then someone at the dock cuts in on a phone call, hoping to ship off before unloading some cargo. A bad storm is coming. Uh, Dennis Dennis is ignored if, as he asks if anyone wants uh, coffee. Then just leaves. Uh, Hammond convinces the skipper to unload one more container before leaving. Which. Looking back at this, do you think Hammond really convinced him? Because it seems a little contradictory that the guy wouldn't already be waiting. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. Fourth stop. The cars move through dense vegetation to find a trike. Uh, triceratops, <laughs> if you will. On its side with a veterinarian Harding examining her. Uh, Grant jumps out before his car stops. You know, that's pretty good carryover. Mm -hmm. uh, no one can determine what's wrong, but Harding says that Frida goes through this every six weeks. Uh, Timmy helps Grant and Ellie determine his sickness with science, <laughs> but it uh, turns out not to be the source of the disease. So, yeah. Uh, Gentle Rain starts up, and Genera really wants to finish the tour. And, you know, even right here, A Gentle Rain begins, and it does in the movie. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine having the budget to, you know, dictate the weather? It'd <laughs> <laughs> be so great. It must be great. <laughs> uh, then Ellie says uh, she wants to stay with Frida to test the stool samples. And then uh, <laughs> uh, this is pointless 
quick shot of a mosquito lands on Frida's back yeah. and then gets slapped by the tail. <laughs> it's just, I'm not sure what they're trying to show there. Interior machine room, late afternoon. Dennis clamors around for a hidden radio and he yells at Jim but declares he'll be there in 20 minutes. Just 20 minutes? Uh, just give me 20 minutes. <laughs> It's like obviously freaking out already. Uh, yeah. Got a lot of money running on that. Yep. Uh, fifth stop. T-Rex feeding area. Dusk. Uh, Regis and Grant chat over the radio about the T-Rex and how it can't hunt what it wants. Uh, cage get rises from the ground in a cage. It's bars lower into the ground. And it obviously gets everyone's attention. Interior control room. Hammond looks pleased again. Muldoon checks in, worried. Back to the feeding area. Everyone's on edge for the T-Rex. But the cage bars come back up and protect the goat. And Lex is glad that the goat didn't get eaten. (laughs) I happen to be a vegetarian. (laughs) That was a much better impression than I expected to come out. What's Uh, the matter, kid? You never had lamb chops? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Uh, control room. Uh, Hammond listens to Grant tell Gennaro how unstoppable a loose T-Rex would be. Uh, just listening in, obviously, Hammond's like, damn, those people are so negative. I call it realistic, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, he just... I, I think Hammond's mostly just upset at how jaded the group is already. Yeah, well, I mean, when he... <laughs> He should have started them off with the dinosaurs like he did in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you start with the that thing, get him excited, yep. and then they might gloss over some of the crappier aspects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. Arnold tries to make a call, but uh, he can't. So Nidri is back just in time to apologize for using up a bunch of lines to upload some data. Because back in the day, kids, you needed phone lines to use the internet. <laughs> yep, you can only use one at a time. <laughs> oh, you want to make a phone call? Let me turn off the computer. <laughs> uh, Nidra claims he's going to open up a few lines as he punches a code. Uh, then one by one, monitors start blacking out. Which I don't think anybody notices at this point. Uh, then we cut back to the tour group, rest area, night. Uh, the cars overlook a dock where the ship's last crates are being unloaded. Uh, the rain is getting heavier. Everyone gets out to stretch your legs, go to the bathroom, etc. I assume the kids are throwing a goddamn baseball around. Because <laughs> you're surrounded by dinosaurs. What else would you do? Uh, <laughs> he just lets Grant know that uh, they're still attached to the T-Rex uh, section of Cage. And then the cars black out. I kind of like this buildup of everything going out. Yeah. Uh, back to the control room. Uh, Nidri, I just imagine him doing this very obviously fake yawn yeah. <laughs> as he leaves. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, the lines will be clear in a few minutes. Don't don't mind. Uh, don't mind. Uh, whatever. <laughs> If you notice anything bad going on, don't worry about it. And then, like, I like as soon as he's outside, Hammond just growls to himself, oh, 
slob. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... I don't think there's any description of Nidri's desk, but it's probably safe to assume it's hoggish. Yeah. Okay, then we get to Visitor Center, Upper Floor. Nidri races through security checkpoints. I wonder how awesome he thinks he is in his own mind. <laughs> like, oh man, I'm a super spy. Uh, then we go to the rest area. All the surrounding lights go out, and the cars are still. And then Gennaro, uh, another point for him. He says, I knew we shouldn't have kids here. Uh, back in, I guess everybody's back in the car. That's how I read it. Because in car number one, uh, Ray just tries to calm Lex as the lightning starts. But Timmy just gets excited. Because <laughs> who would be excited whenever power goes out when you're attached to a T-Rex cage? <laughs> incubation room. Nidri grabs a portable incubator and grabs some eggs. Assumingly at random, because not even the scientists know what they're going <laughs> to get. So, yeah. Um, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, control. He's like grabbing oh, like a huge case of <laughs> full of eggs. Yeah. Does it say how many eggs? Um, no. Just says all those eggs on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine like you know, like a glass of water-sized eggs, not like chicken eggs. Oh yeah. So it's it's like how many is he grabbing? My guess is. You know, probably like a dozen. Yeah, tops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, the movie's uh, heist is so much better than this. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look nearly as panicked in the as what this sounds. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, control room. Hammond, Arnold, and Wu begin to notice all hell breaking loose, which. Why isn't Wu in the incubator room <laughs> or any of those rooms? I do. It's like, if you want to get the guy out of the way, just, I don't know. <laughs> I do like the inclusion of Wu more than just that one scene. But yeah, at but... the same time, like, it's his job to be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, back to visitor center, corridor. Uh, Muldoon tells Hammond that the generator's down. Hammond asks Muldoon to retrieve the tour group because he's finally worried about someone's safety. Uh, garage. Nidri bursts in uh, past some uh, glass-encased weapons to a gas jeep with a rocket launcher <laughs> in the passenger seat. Just, you lock up the shotguns and the assault rifles <laughs> but you leave the rocket launcher in your passenger seat. <laughs> Love it. It's so horrible. Like, don't you feel like this is a B movie at best yeah, at this point? Uh, Nidri struggles to load the eggs as Muldoon uh, closes in. Muldoon doesn't know anything's wrong yeah. with Nidri, but he's just, you know, running to his garage. Uh, then Nidri barely escapes in time, and Muldoon is just confused as shit. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. I, I remember reading that uh, whole chase. It's not even like a real chase. Yeah, seriously. But Muldoon gets like his coat caught on a railing. 
<laughs> just like, come on, you're supposed to be my favorite character. Yeah, this is kind of a ridiculous little scene. Because there shouldn't be any tension here. Like, I almost, like, for some reason in this scene, <laughs> I kind of picture Muldoon as more of like a John Candy <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, that's a movie. <laughs> Getting his jacket on. Oh. <laughs> oh man yeah just not a very great quasi chase scene uh, now we're cutting to the road uh, Nidri races through the night to a checkpoint uh, which he leaves swinging open after he's through back at the garage Ellie and Harding pull in with their gas jeep I think there's only two jeeps uh, Muldoon is now waiting with his slung rifle now Muldoon pretty much just, you know, commandeers the vehicle immediately. Because <laughs> he's like, I gotta go get the guys. And then Ellie just like, I'm coming with you. Okay. <laughs> not to mention, oh, you're not gonna have room for everybody if she comes along. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, cut to the dock. Yeah, if he's Nidri's going to Jeep pick up stops. everybody in one Jeep, yeah. like, <laughs> he's at least picking up five people. Exactly. Uh, cut to the dock. Nidri's Jeep stops. Uh, where, right next to where the ship is preparing to leave, uh, Nidri already has a deal worked out with this guy because the captain's crew immediately takes the incubator to load it up. Because uh, I think everybody's fully on board with Nidri's double cross. Then Nidri gives the captain an aerosol can, which will insulate <laughs> the eggs later. Which don't you? Are you supposed to keep eggs cold if you don't want them to hatch? Because <laughs> he's like, let's keep the eggs warm. But not too warm. <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. Science. Hey, but at least he, like, accomplishes his mission in this. <laughs> yeah, he does. Which, you know, good for him. He actually, he, yeah, he said 20 minutes. I guess he got it done. Because he plans to be back in the control room in another five minutes. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he pulls actually... an aerosol can out of the baggy crotch of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, was there a line where the captain's like reluctantly takes it? How <laughs> would I don't think I'd be the guy? Be like, oh okay, yeah, okay. just grab it immediately. He takes <laughs> he takes the aerosol can out of the crotch of his pants, and then sprays white foam into his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, horrible. But at least we got the uh, you know, Barbarol, whatever it is. Is that what it, is that the brand is? Bar- yeah, that one. I shave all the time. <laughs> all right. Uh, rest area. Timmy plays with the night vision goggles. Well, what's what's the line, Eric? I can see far. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, these things work <laughs> great. I can see in the dark, and I can see far. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, Timmy, what a great observation yep. you made. <laughs> yep. After he made the whole, like, observation about uh, the dinosaurs eating rocks <laughs> to whatever. Didn't matter in the long run. Anyway, uh, he gives the goggles to Lex to calm her down from the storm. And I love how she just instantly spots Nidri at the yeah. docks. Which really, that would be the only part of his plan that wouldn't work. 
because he wouldn't know where they were, I guess. Yeah. That's the only hole in his plan. But, like, where and, uh, how, Where are they that they can see the dock from there? And the T-Rex. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. Because in the movie, they're surrounded by T-Rex. Like, they're, yeah. <laughs> they're not seeing very far at all. Yeah. But there is a nice uh, little typo. Um, after she sees the uh, Nedry at the dock, Regis is like, let me see. Give them to men, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, good stuff. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, yeah. Regis looks and sees Nedry too, right? Yeah. Yeah, then he radios Grant and, uh, they're all just like, oh, shit, what's he doing? Because they just automatically assume he's up to no he's good. He's stealing my grandpa's eggs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We've got some female exploitation coming up. <laughs> uh, the back roads. Muldoon stops the Jeep at a downed tree. Ellie helps push with her, quote-unquote, strong legs. <laughs> Muldoon comments. Strong legs. (laughs) (laughs) Clever girl. Which, ah, shit, that didn't make it to the... Oh, never mind. Yeah. Well, they didn't really play up the Raptors as much as... No, not nearly as much. But yeah, uh, Ellie just brushes off the whole thing. Lots of track in college. College? Yeah. Uh, rest area. The tension is reeling down as Lex has shifted to boredom. Regis explains that the electric cars run on power cables, which are buried underground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's cheap and... Yep, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, oh, this is where we get the uh, a less entertaining version of the uh, T-Rex stomping and shaking the water. Because mm-hmm. here something just shakes the car uh, until Regis' sunglasses fall off of the dash. Also, uh, Timmy pulls gum out of his pocket. <laughs> Starts chewing gum. (laughs) Like I said, they really let the tension fall at this point. Okay. Uh, T Rex paddock, night. Uh, The camera shows the beast's massive feet following long, powerful strides. It's a nice visual. Not not nearly as good as what they you know did in the movie. Yeah, in the movie, there's definitely a less is more kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Because in this, they're just, like, showing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like, talk talk boring for 15 minutes and then share something awesome for, you know, five minutes. Uh, back to the cars. We have a thud, thud, thud. Louder and louder. Then a crashing sound. Then silence. Timmy's night vision lets him see a T-Rex paw on the electric <laughs> fence. <laughs> That's, that's I don't know really if that's the right terminology. <laughs> yeah. 
It's the last thing I'd write. Paw. Doesn't evoke uh, the right shaking. images. No. It's just like a pat. I don't know. A paw. <laughs> I think claw is what they're looking for there. <laughs> I'd hope so. Uh, Timmy shakily removes the goggles uh, until Regis grabs them up. Then Lex, who can't see anything, begins crying <laughs> for no reason. Uh, <laughs> Regis lowers the goggles. It says, Jesus Christ. Not so uh, happy anymore. Yeah, yeah he's shifted excited. toads quite a bit from his <laughs> bubbly self earlier. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he, he sees that the fence isn't working and just runs away, leaving the door open behind him. Because that's, yeah. He knows, yeah, yeah, okay. Pretty bad writing at this moment. <laughs> Um. Uh, this is when uh, Lex truly begins to lose her shit. Uh, then the T Rex just starts to bash the fence down onto the kid's car. <laughs> Apparently, not the other car. Yeah. Because this is when uh, Grant and Genera finally notice the shit hitting the fan. Uh, then Timmy reaches out, closes the door real quick, and with a flash of lightning, the T Rex is finally revealed in its full form. Standing between the cars, looking back and forth. That was a pretty good imagery. That's a good yeah. intro for the full, you know, body shot. I guess that's essentially what uh, what it's like in the movie. Yeah, because um, in the movie, like you have the little like the claw on the fence and the yeah. ball, <laughs> and like the <laughs> um the the head, like you can see it gulping down the goat, but then like yeah. You see the foot come down in the mud, and then you see the mm. whole thing standing there. Right. Yeah, that sounds a lot tighter than what we get here. Uh, yeah, no mention of him eating the goat at all, just to mention that. <laughs> he happens to be a vegetarian. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> Now there's a twist oh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's just an angry vegan. Just, you know, you damn humans. Who do you think you are? Uh, yeah. Timmy actually slams the door now. Uh, gets the T Rex's attention, and then he clamps a hand over Lex's screaming mouth. Grant radios him to be quiet and not to move. Uh. That apparently this is enough for the T-Rex to abandon that car because he starts circling Grant and Gennaro's car. Uh, still pitch black. They have a hard time tracking it until it lowers its eye socket to Gennaro's window. <laughs> I think Grant tries to be a ventriloquist <laughs> with don't move. Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> Then uh, Lex finally freaks out to maximum levels and begins clicking a flashlight on and off for no reason. Yeah, yeah literally just distracting <laughs> herself. Yep. Uh, then a T-Rex uh, sees the light, goes over to it, just casually slams its tail into Grant and Genera's car on the way. 
Apparently, this is enough to keep them out of the action for a while. I don't know. Uh, Tim and Lex see the the Rex hovering over the sunroof. Then, uh, just automatically smashes his head through the plexiglass <laughs> at him. Uh, doesn't get them obviously, and you know, just pissed off, the T Rex just starts smacking the car around, and knocks on its side, I believe, and then onto the roof, just sliding around up in the mud all over the place. <laughs> Uh, then the kids panic as the mud begins to flood in, which always horrified me as a kid mm. watching that scene. Just the idea of being trapped like yeah. that. Ugh. Oh yeah, here's the most awkward scene heading I've seen in any script I've ever read. There's no exterior, interior, anything. It just starts with Grant dances. Next line with a flare. Where's I don't know why that just. I don't know. (laughs) Grant dances. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) He's dancing with a flare. (laughs) Obviously, the Rex is distracted. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Just put on some salsa music and start dancing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't keep the T-Rex at bay. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you can't see you if you don't dance. <laughs> <laughs> that becomes one last tag all over again. And then I like how uh, it says the Rex, uh, the flare gleams in his eyes. Yes. <laughs> totally different kind of soundtrack pops up now. Uh, the Rex runs at Grant now uh, and then chases the flare just after Grant throws it away. Rex lunges after the flare. I ex- there we go. I, I visualize that as like somebody doing lunges. <laughs> Oh, you just totally demasculated the T-Rex in every way. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's been any mention of the dinosaurs being all of one sex. Nope. That's that's not... like, no restrictions on breeding. No, well, yeah. I mean, do you really expect it with the way they're running the thing in this version? No. Yeah. (laughs) There's no precautions. They're just... Doing whatever <laughs> to get these things yep. made. Yep. Well, yeah. I'm, I think in the book, they uh, make the dinosaurs require a certain protein or something that they can only get from yeah, the stuff on of... the island. Yeah, lichen yeah. something. Uh, L-I-C-H-E. Wow. L-I-C-H-E-N. Yeah, like... That's yeah, the protein they, they need. To, like, that, that keeps them from uh, escaping and... Right, like they... I know that much. Like, if they don't get that in a certain amount of weeks, then they die. Exactly. But I don't remember that in the movie. No, they didn't mention so, that at all. Yeah. Um, what'd they do? Look under all the dinosaur skirts. <laughs> but yeah, I love how... Uh, Grant has a sex has successfully 
deterred the T-Rex from doing anything harmful anymore. And it's at this point that Gennario runs away from the Jeep <laughs> and yells, extinct animals should stay extinct. <sighs> and then uh, Grant just stands still as the T-Rex runs past him after Gennaro into the ladies' bathroom, <laughs> which he just, uh, the T-Rex just plows through the you know, small building like a wrecking ball. Uh, during all this, uh, we don't see Gennaro get eaten or anything. Just to point that out. Yeah. Uh, Grant runs to the kids at this moment. He gets Lex out before the T-Rex returns and goes after the car again. Uh, he pushes it toward a man-made moat with Grant and Lex on the other side being pushed against the opening, uh, whatever you want to call it. Which, I don't know, even even now, I have a hard time visualizing why the park is laid out yeah. like this. <laughs> I mean, it's a great scene. Uh, this is pretty close to the movie where uh, Lex uh, piggybacks on yeah. Grant. He jumps down, grabs on some cables, and uh, moves from side to side before the car falls mm-hmm. down. That misses them. Uh, obviously, we know that Timmy's still in the car as it falls into the trees below. Uh, then the T-Rex roars above. They don't show it, which would have been cool. <laughs> they just, we just hear it. It apparently moves on. Uh, I think we're about halfway. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. That'd be a good uh, midway point to work for is uh, T-Rex, <laughs> you know, yeah. loose. Okay, back to the back roads. Uh, Nidri speeds the Jeep back to the compound. Uh, something rushes ahead of the Jeep and causes Nidri to crash. He gets the Jeep's winch out uh, to get out of the ditch. And then he hears a lot of... <laughs> That's the noise they're making in my head. <laughs> That's the noise they're making in my head. There we go. Use that one. <laughs> Uh, then we see the Dilophosaurus return, weaving in and out of uh, Nidri's line of sight. This is how you introduce a fucking Dilophosaurus. To which Nidri says aloud, I hope this is one of them herbivores. (laughs) (laughs) It just turns into like a... Some weird like... (laughs) Hick. Like... Yeah. I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. It's like the most extreme versions of me. <laughs> I don't know. You have like a... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway, this is when the script starts to refer... Wow. <sighs> take take two. This is when the script starts to refer to the Dilophosaurus as a spitter, which I don't know why I thought that was important. But the spitter closes in and corners Nidri against the jeep. To do that thing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to properly say that over the audio waves to visualize this. <laughs> except for the gills. The gills. <laughs> Look at with the fire. With... <laughs> but yeah. Uh. Uh, the thing spits big globs at Nidri until it finally hits him in the eyes. I think it hits him in the shoulder. One misses him, and then one hits him in the face. Uh, 
then the spitter uh, stalks Nidri around the jeep until it finally just pounces and finishes him off. Which, uh, this actually feels more fluid than what it does in the movie. Mm. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's not smart enough to play fetch. No, to wait in the jeep. <laughs> How did he even get there so fast, really? Exactly. And just the idea that Nidri only opened, like, one security gate that we saw, and like automatically that they that the Dilophosaurus are loose, <laughs> or maybe they climbed over a fence. I don't know. They don't seem that smart. Yeah, I mean, it I makes more sense in the movie how he just got lost and like, you know, crashed yeah. through places. Yeah, it just says he's on back roads through all these places. I guess that that kind of helps. Except no, it really doesn't. Because I didn't include this in the summary because it feels pointless. <laughs> uh, the scene where this all happens is in like a equipment graveyard, where they keep like a lot of junked mm. uh, tractors and uh, stuff, which I don't know seems really out of place here. Yeah, unless their billions of dollars are on like I don't know, junk <laughs> equipment. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So yeah, Nidri's dead. Let's uh, you know. That's his legacy. <laughs> Interior, Timmy's cruiser. Timmy is slowly waking up while we hear the rain die down. Uh, the car begins to sway around, and then he regains full consciousness as he realizes the car is in a tree and the ground is 40 feet below! Exclamation point. <laughs> Timmy says, Oh shit! Exclamation point. <laughs> and then we see that Grant is already climbing the tree beside him trying to help him out. Uh, Timmy gets free, and they start climbing down. Uh, the car shifts some more and more, and then falls at the same time Grant and Jim, Grant and Timmy decide to jump. Uh, they barely make it to the ground before the car crushes them as Timmy swipes the night vision goggles Indiana Jones style. <laughs> then plop, and the car falls down. Not nearly as suspenseful no. or <laughs> anywhere close. Because, uh, oh, well, I'll, I'll do this next scene first, and I'm going to do some talking about the what's going on. Uh, we go to interior drain pipe, not very far away. Lex is curled up in the pipe, uh, rocking back and forth. Obviously, you know, freaked out. Uh, the men finally encourage her to come out of the pipe and uh, keep on moving. I just really like the the movie scenes with these kids here, because it shows that, uh, this experience is actually taking a mental <laughs> and emotional toll on them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, in the movie, Timmy's like, I really don't want to get out of the car because <laughs> <laughs> more bad shit's just going to happen. Uh, obviously, Grant's like, come on, uh, I'll get you through this. You know, just really good character building. Yeah. You know, these are like real human beings going through yeah, this. Yeah, and I feel like... Uh, they gave Grant more of a character arc in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because in this, it's just like... He's just kind of like going around I can, doing I can deal stuff. with these kids now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, uh, yeah, even in the movie, uh, you know, we spend like, I don't know, one, two minutes with Timmy trying to... You know, talk him out of mm -hmm. the tree. 
and then you know we spend you know just as much time with Lex, trying to say, hey, <laughs> uh, this shit's going down. We have to deal with it either way. Yeah. You know, Darwin, dapped. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally hire Vincent over Moldy for this. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah, because I remember watching uh, Jurassic World and like the kids jumped over the waterfall, and like their big like, emotion was, <laughs> "We made it." <laughs> it just, I, I don't know. I really liked it in the Jurassic Park movie where we actually got to. You know, deal with some issues, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't drag it down too much. Yeah. And the movie, uh, I mean, wow! In this script, uh, he spent a lot more time on Lex, I think, than Timmy. Yeah. But well, I don't know if it's because she was younger, or if she was a woman. I don't know. <laughs> Goddamn Hollywood. Probably, I would guess younger. But, yeah, hopefully. That'd be because she's freaking know. out and using a flashlight to entertain herself. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, we got to uh, exterior roadside. Uh, Regis is crawling around. Uh, he made it. <laughs> uh, just has a bunch of leeches on him all over the <laughs> yeah. place for no reason. <laughs> and then uh, just yanking them off on my one, and until he finally like yelps a few <laughs> times. And then in the background, uh, he sees, yeah, he's like, yeah, I fucked up because the T-Rex is already like walking right at him. <laughs> and then we cut to the hillside. Grant and the kids come up to the crest. This happens like three more yeah. times. It's weird. <laughs> uh, apparently, they hear a ruckus. So Grant grabs the night vision goggles to see the, the T-Rex chasing Regis now. Uh, and then we see that... Uh, Grant tells the kids, hey, Regis knows what he's doing because he latched onto a tree and he's not moving. Because that's apparently what you're supposed <laughs> to do. Grant knows this. He's a dinosaur expert. Even though... Okay, so Regis knows to stand still here, right? Mm-hmm. But earlier, the first thing he does is run <laughs> like a little bitch. So, yeah. Not impressed with the writing mm-hmm. there. And then even worse, the T-Rex still finds Regis. <laughs> and he knocks him around for uh, a fairly undignified death, in my opinion. Yeah. Just, okay, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, because he's... <laughs> Do you have yeah. the line? He said... <laughs> <laughs> He says, uh, you don't want to hurt Ugh. Mr. Regis. Go away. That's <laughs> your friend. Back off. <laughs> and the Rex oh. watches him dance around. <laughs> Without a flare. <laughs> oh. Yep. And then Regis dies. Yeah, it's not a very gory script. Mm-hmm. They don't really go into detail. Um, and then I love how useful the goggles have been this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the first thing 
uh, Grant does after seeing this is drop the goggles. <laughs> and, <laughs> which this noise signals the T-Rex to their location. <laughs> and now they have to run. I don't, I don't know if they, they, they sneak away, right? I mean, they still um, run, but. Grant ga- grabs the kids' hands and they begin to run. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the last thing you're <laughs> supposed to do. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about uh, sneaking. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, cut back to the rest area, which is actually quite a bit away now I think about it. Uh, Muldoon and Ellie show up to examine the T-Rex aftermath. Uh, <laughs> I love how Ellie's just like, you know, she really came along to help out. Yeah. And then Muldoon's just like very deadpan explaining that there might not be much to find. <laughs> he goes on about his hunting experience and how there's less score than you think, that kind of thing. Like, yeah, really uh, real sh- reassuring yeah. there. He's like, yeah, they probably just swallowed them whole. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Not like you're looking for this woman's boyfriend or fiance or anything. Uh, then they hear some rustling in the distance. Uh, they uh, First thing they do is run toward it, apparently. <laughs> uh, they move into the woods where Gennaro stumbles to Ellie's feet and falls. Uh, they get him to the jeep. Muldoon patches him up. And uh, that's the end of the scene. So I'm glad Gennaro made it. Because I remember in the book, I really yeah. liked him. Uh, actually, more so than here. <laughs> okay, then we cut to the control room. Arnold and Wu begin... <laughs> Every time I see Wu, I'm just like, this isn't your job. <laughs> I don't know. You're uh, not even anyway, good at the job Arnold and Wu. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know what dinosaurs you're making? Wu shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh man. Okay, control room. Arnold and Wu begin tracking Nidri's keystrokes to see what he did so they can undo it. This whole thing feels so nineties. Yeah, definitely. Like, I prefer to be called a hacker. <laughs> That's not much better. Yeah, I mean, like... But it's it's, be- it's better than what they have yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. The movie definitely left in, like, a remnant of, like, deep 90s, you know, movie <laughs> cliches, but... Yeah. Yeah, this this oh. uh, this whole script, so there's much so much that just is littered with 90s. Yeah. I feel like Michael Crichton just like it's like he had a manual for like hacking for dummies. <laughs> and it's like oh yeah, I can throw that in there. Yeah. I don't know. I mean he seems like a smart man, but still <laughs> after some of this stuff I'm like, oh come on. Just so yeah. dated. Obviously, like we were saying. Uh but yeah, <laughs> they're tracking his keystrokes. And Wu's the one that comes <laughs> up with it. Not Arnold, the tech guy. Oh, 
so ridiculous. Isn't he? Isn't Arnold in charge of like the security and stuff? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. The way they're doing going about this is so much less entertaining than what uh, Nidri actually does. Because <laughs> I I do like in a, how it's set up that Nidri had this this plan to be invisible for like twenty mm-hmm. minutes. And then go back to work like everything's fine. Yeah. Which I guess that was his plan in the movie too. Yeah, because he sets a timer. I don't know if... Yeah. To mm. get back. Like nothing happened, yeah. right? But then obviously whenever he doesn't make it back, he decides to, you know, just fuck yeah. it. <laughs> it just has ah ah ah. You didn't say the magic word. But uh anyway. Back to the script. Cut to the cafeteria. <laughs> Where Hammond just sp- spooning some ice cream. <laughs> oh, it's so awkward to read because he has yeah, candles everywhere. <laughs> just... I think the first line is like he spoons yeah. some ice cream. Calmly spooning ice cream into his mouth. <laughs> and then Muldoon like interrupts him to update him. <laughs> And then uh, Hammond just seems to think this is all just one little problem that will be fixed soon. As awkward as this whole scene is, it's still better than talking about a goddamn flea circus. Oh, mommy, the fleas. Can't you see the fleas? (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like uh, Milton from Office Space. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I was told that oh, there would be fleas <laughs> at the flea circus. Oh man, there weren't any fleas. I I I saw that there there weren't any fleas. I asked for a refund, but they kicked me out. Back to the script. Yes. <laughs> it's 12.22. Uh, Hammond's quarters. Ellie and Dr. Harding try to get Gennaro comfortable. Uh, the morphine seems to help. <laughs> oh. Yep. Uh, yeah, he just he goes off on a funny rant. Uh, okay, then we go to... The interior, and B at C. The and B is a ship. I don't know if I said that before or not. Uh, the the ship uh, is being tossed and turned back and forth in the storm, a powerful storm. And then we cut inside somewhere to one of the eggs uh, shifting, with a small uh, hairline fracture working its way down the side. So yeah, uh, with this. Oh, yes. I was like, oh, shoot. There's going (laughs) to be a dinosaur getting loose and causing havoc on the ship. Yep. And I was so. (laughs) When the subplot started, I'm like, no way. They cut this out. Nothing. Whole lot of nothing. Yep. Then you get to the end. Oh, it's probably worse with the ending. Yeah. Oh man, I got really tired through some of this summary stuff. 
I apologize <laughs> ahead of time. But I know we're going to get to it soon where I'll just... Yeah, you'll see. But uh, anyway, I was very pumped for that subplot. Yeah. Uh, cut back to the park. Night. Uh, Grant begins carrying the tired, tired Lex <laughs> as the three of them keep moving. Uh, the kids spot the edge of the T-Rex fence area, uh, run up to it. Uh, Timmy's afraid of heights, but they all know they have to start climbing anyway. Uh, they hear some dinosaurs <laughs> on the other side. But Grant says it looks like an herbivore grazing area, so it's probably fine. Which, I don't know. <laughs> it's, like, he looks at the trees and thinks, oh, yeah, this is an herbivore area. <laughs> Because at first I thought he was listening to the dinosaurs and thinking, oh, they're herbivores. Even then I was like, how do you know what they sound like? So I'm glad I read that wrong. Uh, the kids want to go to sleep, but Grant checks his watch. Oh, yeah, I guess they did see the actual eggs going to the ship because yeah. he's like 12 hours before the ship reaches Costa Rica. Which, you know, I don't know if the this script needed... The ticking yeah. clock. <laughs> yeah, they kind of introduce but... a lot of little <laughs> subplots that aren't necessary. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the movie worked out great without yeah. it. But if they actually did something with the subplot, it would have been, you know, a lot more to look forward yeah. to. Uh, but he still agrees to go take a rest. So they find a nice tree to climb up and take uh, take the night out. Uh, incubation room. Wu tell Wu helps Ellie look for the source of the Triceratops illness because she's apparently done looking for Grant kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, control room also finished looking for survivors. <laughs> Muldoon enters just as Arnold resets Nidri's program. Everything is back on except the phone lines. And who wants to live in a world without internet? Uh, cut to the tree. Uh, we see Grant and company sleeping through the power reboot. Uh, lights on the fences and stuff like that. They don't notice anything. Uh, back to the control room. Arnold can't find Grant and the kids with the motion sensors and whatnot because uh, the wind's blowing in the trees. I guess it's meshing with the motion sensors. Even though uh, Hammond clearly said they had video monitors at every hundred yards or whatever at the fences. Uh, then Muldoon finally says he won't go back out without his rocket launcher. <laughs> because just a rifle at night would be suicide hunting the T-Rex. Okay, Incubation room again. Ellie and Wu seem unfazed that the lights are back on. And uh, Ellie tells Wu that he should get some sleep. Uh he agrees. He tries to console Ellie, but fails to flirt efficiently. This is when I started to get really tired. <laughs> <laughs> right there. The and B, Dawn. The ship is a small dot in a massive ocean. Now we cut to the interior stateroom. I have no idea what the stateroom means, but that's where the eggs are. <laughs> we see the eggs sit in the incubator as a hand sprays them with the foam and leaves. Uh, and then the egg from earlier resumes hatching some more. B, 
because it has just enough warmth to hatch. Can't wait to see what happens there. <laughs> you know. Every time we cut there, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, uh, exterior visitor center, Dawn, Muldoon, and three armed workers drive out into the park. Obviously, Michael Crichton has nowhere near the aversion to firearms that Spielberg has. <laughs> okay, cut to Grant's tree. A large shadow falls upon the group. Lex opens a sleepy eye and screams. The men jump awake to see a duck-billed hadrosaur who licks Grant's shoe and seems very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Please... <laughs> <laughs> the police dramatic dinosaur of all time. Wow. Just looks like a big duck. More like yeah. a, a 30 foot duck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, Lex is freaking out, but the men quickly deduce that it's an herbivore. Uh, the, the humans begin to pick convenient fruit from their tree and feed the dinosaur, <laughs> who then leans down to feed her young. So obviously they're breeding in the wild by the looks of it. Yeah, but I don't think they had any kind of precautions set up to... Right, Yeah. right. I'm just saying. I don't, it doesn't look like they plan to have one either in the next draft mm. or anything. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> then Grant plays some gator golf. <laughs> By removing a piece of fence from the adult hadrosaur's teeth and then uh, wipes it off with a leaf to make it all better. <laughs> yeah, Gator Golf. You could tell I was tired at this point. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't pick that up. I put it in all caps. Gator Golf. <laughs> okay, then we see uh, what he's actually looking at here is the, uh, the same tiny bumps and... Uh, vesicles or whatever from uh, in the mouth that Frida had, the Triceratops that is. And then honk! <laughs> the dinosaur exits stage left. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I'm really just reading this straight from the page. I'm not adding anything to this. Okay. Uh, back roads. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, Muldoon spots some chicken sized <laughs> I know what I'm gonna write after I know what I wrote after this I recognize this uh, let's start over take two the back roads Muldoon <laughs> I blame you. Uh, Muldoon spots some chicken-sized scavenger-type dinosaurs scampering <laughs> to the side of the road. I guess because they're chicken-sized, Muldoon wants to see why they wanted to cross the road. So they followed them. <laughs> why would I write that? Why would I write that? <laughs> oh shit! 
Good thing he has his rocket okay. launcher. Oh, no, not yeah. I don't know. No, not yet. He doesn't. He just has a assault rifle, I believe. Assault with a deadly. Uh, I forgot there's. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At least it's not just me at this point. Okay. Uh, below Grant's tree, uh, the gang gets to the ground. Uh, Grant spot. Wow. Grant spots. <laughs> wow. Don't laugh. Here we get it worse. Grant spots a motion sensor, but Lex feeds a baby Triceratops and then rides it instead of helping out. <laughs> and then uh, Lex wants to go fast, but then the trike throws her off into a nearby stream. She yells that she can't swim before hitting the water. So I'm just mentioning, I can't swim! Splash. Uh, then Timmy immediately dives in, and Big Brother mode just, you know, kicks in. And then, like, I love how he jumps in. It's only, like, yeah. a foot deep. <laughs> and she's just standing there looking at him. And then uh, Grant, sh- oh, Grant shoes the baby trike away. And he's like, all right, enough fucking around, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> okay, off-road, Muldoon and his men follow the compies on foot. Uh, I forget what they're officially called that's what the script abbreviated it to but uh everybody's tracking different groups of these uh chicken-sized dinosaurs uh Muldoon finally finds uh he finds his jeep and the rocket launcher and then a piece of nidre and then I love how two other workers both go yeah we found them too <laughs> everybody's in their separate groups it's like oh, okay <laughs> that's nice <laughs> Hammond's quarters uh, Hammond tries to persuade a uh, still uh, popped up Gennaro to give him an A plus so the investors don't hold any money back. Uh, Gennaro is still too lo- Gennaro is still too aloof on the morphine to disagree. Uh, not to mention that Hammond showers him with free gift shop trinkets, <laughs> and then uh, Hammond, uh, no, Doctor Harding lets Hammond know that Gennaro is still doped up. I think my favorite uh, gift shop toy that Hammond gives Gennaro is the uh, Dilophosaurus uh, drink yeah. umbrella. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I get that Seriously. as a real toy growing up? <laughs> That's such a great yeah. idea. Oh. But yeah, it's a nice filler scene to give Hammond something to do, I guess. Incubation room. Ellie wanders around and finds x-rays of Frida the Triceratops. Oh, man. I'm sorry I wrote this. I'm, I'm going right through it. We was all like, whoa, bitch. But she's all like, I'm here to investigate, and you're hiding shit. Such as Frida's bones aren't fully formed. They have a stare-off until Hammond interrupts. But uh, He lets Ellie know. I do want to oh. point out that um, in the back-and-forth dialogue between Wu and Ellie, uh, one time Ellie is randomly referred to as Y. Just <laughs> the letter Y. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. So ridiculous. I, oh, you know, everybody gets tired, I guess. That's what I believe. Yeah, I guess. 
Why? Okay. Um, <clears throat> Hammond lets Ellie know that the adult dinosaurs are just giant juveniles that die too young. Then Hammond introduced uh, growth hormones because he wants to open the park by next summer. Oh, jackass. <laughs> he really wants Ellie and Grant to help him figure out how to make the dinosaurs live longer. So, yeah. This is where we see that... Uh, actually, this is actually better for the and B subplot. Because with growth hormones, obviously, we see... Uh, we know that the dinosaurs mm, grow quick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one just hatched yep. or is about to hatch. Um, uh, yeah, and um, I think this also helps us learn why all the dinosaurs seem to be catching a virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, that actually does play into some dialogue later on, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the, that's the end of that scene. Then we cut to Hammond's quarters. Uh, <laughs> Ellie enters to a, a sleeping Dr. Harding and Gennaro for filler. And uh, Gennaro's wound seems to be seeping some blood, which is never again addressed, <laughs> I believe. Uh, uh, I, <laughs> I, it might well, be if I, I, I feel like I remember it coming up. But we'll we'll keep going now. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see about that. (laughs) Then Ellie continues to burst into rooms. Goes into the control room next. Uh, She bursts in as Hammond and Wu are hovering over Mr. Arnold. The only productive person in the whole goddamn room. (laughs) Uh, Ellie insists that they need the phones to work so they can get a rescue chopper for Gennaro. <laughs> wow, I wrote that. <laughs> oh, I'm horrible. Arnold and Hammond agree to do a complete power reboot. Again, I think. Um, um th- Yeah, this should this should 100% erase Nitri's shenanigans. Because yeah. before they just reset the program... Right. This time they're doing all the power. So then, uh, yeah, they do it. And then Arnold says 30 seconds to turn the power back on. Exterior field in park. Grant and the kids are walking along, minding their own business. (laughs) (laughs) The T-Rex bursts on the tree line towards a herd of more hadrosaurs. That's the duck-billed ones who then stampede towards the humans and then around the humans. They all scream. Cause who They're are... all honking. <laughs> but, wow, that really brings down yeah. the tension. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Man, they, they really they like keep a T-Rex getting like, doing that. like stalked by this T-Rex like way more I than know. in the movie. Like the, in the movie, it keeps yeah. showing up. But not like yeah, it's like hunting after them. Yeah. yeah. Well, even here, it's so out of place because they climbed out of the <laughs> same fence. You'd think they'd be in completely different areas yeah. of the park. Um. Anyway, uh, back to the control room. Arnold throws the switch back on. The phones still don't work, but they see the T Rex situation 
apparently on a holographic map now because the dinosaurs are all represented by moving dots. It's like uh, Alien. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to get out now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, actually, I was quoting the first Alien. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Stampede, Grant gets the kids into a nearby tree line with boulders to jump on, like trimmers. <laughs> I I didn't write that. I just said that. Uh, then the boulder gets knocked loose in the chaos, and there's a short Raiders of the Lost Ark <laughs> chase. Where did we get our name from? I can't remember. <laughs> the group quickly dives into some... Uh, the group quickly dives into a newly formed ditch and watch the stampede pass overhead. That's how I read it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. Good enough for me. Uh, then we, <laughs> right, <laughs> moving right along. Uh, we see the T-Rex smash a motion sensor uh, just before the humans run off in the opposite Clever direction girl. of the hadrosaurs. <laughs> it was just like such an obvious, like you know, static shot of. Just the motion sensor and step on it. I'm just like, ugh. They're not even going that way. <laughs> uh, control room. Uh, apparently everyone has a visual camera feed now as Hammond is pissed at the T-Rex. I'm quoting, make a kill. <laughs> he make a kill. <laughs> he make a kill. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> oh, Then Hammond just like... Uh, Where's Muldoon, damn it? What? And then, uh... What would he... I just can't understand what huh? the typo is trying to say there. <laughs> like, what could he have possibly been Hold trying up. to write there? What What page is it? 85 or somewhere around there. It says, no, oh no, he make a kill. He killed one of my animals. Where's Muldoon? Like, what is he? Is he trying to say he made a kill? <laughs> that still doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, I think it does. He's pissed that the T-Rex killed another he dinosaur. He could have just said he killed one of my he, animals. He made a kill. Yeah. <laughs> he very clearly could have said anything other he than what he typed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, Hammond's just very pissed that nature is doing what nature does uh, he really wants to know where Muldoon is he's just like so pissed and uh, speaking of he Muldoon limps in on cue to let Hammond know that he's minus one computer expert <laughs> I feel like he gets the best yeah. lines. <laughs> okay, we cut to the Park River. I was getting so pumped because I thought they were going to do a scene from oh, the book yeah. that didn't make the movie. Which is why I liked uh, that one scene in Jurassic mm-hmm. Park 3 where they kind of copied it. But no, it's not in this one either. <laughs> even though they're on the goddamn <laughs> On <river>. a raft. <laughs> and they were just... Yes. Like, I don't know. So close. But anyway, uh, Park River. Uh, Grant and the kids are rested up, and Grant wants them to follow the river back to the visitor center, because that's logic. <laughs> uh, Lex points out to a maintenance building. Wow, Lex points out a maintenance building nearby. 
uh, she says there's a raft. And then Timmy's just like, let's do it, huh? Let's do it. It's my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, interior maintenance building, because apparently it's not locked or anything. <laughs> Uh, they find some Do you landscaping really gear and any supplies. Kind of major security. From no, this place? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I shouldn't have. Okay, uh, landscaping gear, supplies, like cement bags, like I don't know, it's so slapped together. Uh, they finally find some ores, which mm. gives everybody some hope, and then they find some life preservers that. <sighs> following Lex and just scare the shit out of her for no reason. <laughs> they have a laugh. <laughs> then uh, Timmy reads the actual box that Grant's sitting on, which reads raft storage. Raft storage. So after all that. <laughs> Think what? Yeah. Not raft. Not inflatable raft. <laughs> this is where out. we store the rafts. <laughs> <laughs> what do they even need a raft for? <laughs> For the, for the river you know adventure. No, <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> the one that you have to sign a waiver for. Yeah. Okay. Um, exterior, rivers, uh, exterior, river's edge. Grant pulls the cord and everyone gets on board. Uh, all wearing, you know, gear. They're, they're wearing the life preservers and whatnot. Uh, there's a steady current that almost puts Grant to sleep. But the kids remind him of the Anne B subplot. <laughs> yep, I wrote that. Eventually, they row themselves right into some rapids. Then some strong rapids. Everyone starts freaking out. Lex reminds everyone that she can't <laughs> swim. Grant loses the paddles just after they spot a waterfall ahead. He latches onto a looming tree branch, but quickly starts slipping. Then we cut to a close-up of the T-Rex, face down in the mud. I was so, so pissed <laughs> the way this turned out because I thought it cut to the T-Rex face down in the water. I thought he was going to start chasing them. <laughs> like in the book, he starts chasing them down the river like yeah. a crocodile. I just love that imagery mm-hmm. so much. It didn't make anything except for goddamn Jurassic <laughs> Park 3. Ah. <sighs> Uh, but yeah, apparently the T Rex is in a food coma. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it just I it just because the T Rex just lay there <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> yep, we have like this really tense moment of uh, Alan holding onto the raft and the kids by just his bare hands. Maybe it's with like tree supposed to be like irony, like or something. <laughs> Like they've been running from this T Rex this whole time, and he's been terrorizing them. Yeah. And now when they're in real danger, he's just like nowhere to be found, just laid down. Yes. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But uh, anyway, uh, it it starts to make sense barely, because <laughs> the cut to the T Rex is a match cut to the control room. Where Arnold, Wu, Muldoon, and Ellie are just watching and sleeping. <laughs> and then, uh, watching from his uh, godlike throne, Hammond shouts down, Will he drown like that? He's quite valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Muldoon walks over to him and they have a very silent argument, <laughs> which, you know, it was about the time someone did that. Uh, 
Wu and Ellie ask Arnold why he's running auxiliary power. <laughs> yeah, what? And he, he's like, to double check himself, I love this, he prints out a readout. <laughs> uh, suddenly, alarms start blaring, and then all the power goes off again, even the computers this time. But not the alarms. They <laughs> apparently have their own backup. Backup? Backup? Then Hammond tells Arnold, I will fight you. <laughs> he doesn't say that. I wrote that for some reason, and I quoted it. Uh, but yeah, our Hammond actually does like tackle Arnold and start yeah. beating on him to yeah. fix his park. He's like, what did you do? And then, but uh, then he the uh, fights. Huh? clutches his own chest. And <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, he has like a mild heart attack, and then Arnold, it's just like, I promise to fix the park, I swear. Which, yeah, if someone's beating on me, I think the last thing I'd do is like, yeah, I'll fix your problems. Okay, cut to waterfall. Uh, still grabbing the branch. Hopeless. Uh, no, you know, no way to fix this problem. Everyone is very surprised to see the waterfall start to die down. Eventually, to trickle down to just a bunch of puddles in a empty riverbed. They can now see various pumps and uh, other equipment that was previously underwater. Apparently, this is a man-made waterfall and man-made rapids. Because why <laughs> the fuck not? Yeah, I mean, why why not invest all that money into a part <laughs> that you're never going to see on the tour? <laughs> yep. Ah, oh, it's just so horrible. Like, they're just wasting all this money on the stuff that does work that nobody's <laughs> going to see. Okay, and then uh, I just love this. It's a horrible shot in my mind. It's just like there's this grand rainbow over where the waterfall stopped <laughs> and Grant sees the visitor's center. He says something like... He says, uh, well, there's our pot like, of gold. Let's go, yeah. dudes. <laughs> Oh, Grant. Horrible. Uh, back to the control room. The alarms are still blaring. It's a good thing they did that printout because Wu is bringing the printout to Arnold. <laughs> and due to horrible engineering, <laughs> when Arnold did a restart, he only powered up auxiliary power, which is only supposed to kick on the main <laughs> generator. So the fets have been off for much longer than uh, they thought. And then Muldoon asks, all of the fences? Then uh, even Hammond wants to make sure that all five raptors are still in the pit. Which, this is when I was finally like, yes, it's almost act three. I haven't seen a goddamn <laughs> raptor yet. <laughs> okay, uh, visitor center. Muldoon, with a goddamn rocket launcher, <laughs> runs with Arnold to the generator building uh, with a bunch of steam... Uh, flooding out of it. Uh, Muldoon says it's fine, but Arnold should be uh, quick about it. Then Muldoon runs over to the raptor pit, where he finds a wide tear in the mesh. Uh, nobody's in... There's no nothing inside the pit. And then he finally sees all their tracks leading the way, and then he runs. Well, when your security is, for a raptor pit is chicken wire, I don't think you should be too surprised <laughs> yes. when you get out. 
<laughs> That's so much worse than what I was thinking. <laughs> I just imagine it as them just uh, laying <laughs> a big sheet of chicken wire over top. That, that actually makes more sense than what I was thinking. Like I was actually thinking like like jersey mesh. <laughs> like I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, we were supposed to see the rafters. <laughs> I knew I, I knew I couldn't be thinking of the right thing, because I'm like, there's no way you can electrify that. Well, you can if you put the right person in it. I, I'm sure. <laughs> Moving on. Back, back to the generator room. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> generator room Muldoon kicks the door in and yells for Arnold no response he runs away again uh, when he's gone there's movement in the steam a claw grabs a silhouette and we see Arnold's cigarettes fall to the ground I guess they didn't kill him the cigarettes didn't kill him obviously actually it'd be funny if they did kill him and the rappers just like, oh hey <laughs> Control room. <laughs> Muldoon enters and lets everyone know they're fucked. <laughs> I wrote that like that. This movie Exterior is just a bunch hillside. of people bursting into rooms and telling everybody that everything's terrible. <laughs> yep. Oh, here, here's hill number two. Exterior hillside. Grant and the kids make their way to the fence surrounding the visitor <laughs> center after they cross over a hill. Uh... Apparently, this fence is higher than the last one. Okay. Exterior, Hammond's quarters. Uh, Hammond waves from his window above. Just like, hey! Now the plan is for Wu to turn the power back on and for Ellie to distract the raptors if they see him. Uh, Muldoon is limping over with the RPG because he's the cover. Oh, yeah. I guess at this point, uh, (laughs) any surviving workers have been gathered to Hammond's quarters. Which, that'd be quite the feat if uh, there's no power or phones or anything. Yeah, seriously. Everybody get in. Okay. <laughs> I had to reread this to make sure I wasn't <laughs> reading this the wrong way. Because it looked like uh, Wu only walked five feet from the fence. <laughs> he actually gets five feet away from the generator building. And then, bam. A raptor tackles him from the brush. Uh, Ellie, <laughs> this, I hate this scene, and I love it so much, equally. Um, <laughs> Wu, Wu gets tackled, and then Ellie yells some very scientific insults <laughs> that distract the raptor. <laughs> and then the raptor is... Uh, apparently they're easily distracted, according to Muldoon. <laughs> so the raptor jumps off a of woo, and then uh, uh, he's far enough away that Muldoon takes a shot with the rocket, and boom, nails it. Direct hit. Uh, then Muldoon pulls woo to his feet. You okay? Then Wu's just like, now there's four. And then Ellie radios for Wu to direct her. And for Muldoon to cover the door. 
and then uh, she runs like a gazelle. <laughs> did you love this scene as much as I did? <laughs> if you can read any of her dialogue, I would deeply appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, I'll, I'll give it a shot here. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> right. Hey, you Cretaceous Dromaeosaur. You can't catch me. Hey, come and get me, you flat snouted Mongolian beast. Hey. Oh, I just love the idea that she thinks it has to understand yeah. what she's saying to distract. <laughs> oh, at this point, I'm like, how did this not end up on Sci-Fi Channel? Okay, uh, back to the fence. Uh, Grant and the kids are on top, uh, just beginning to cross their way onto the other side. Uh, we are now intercutting with the uh, interior generator room into the basement I believe Ellie uh, Ellie's working her way around the uh, the steam oh, excuse me uh, Ellie's working her way around the steam with uh, flashing alarms still going off this is very mm. aliens right at the end isn't it mm-hmm. uh, and then Wu is talking to her over the radio for what to do uh, we're watching everybody uh, climb down the fence and then uh, Ellie's going one two, three, and flips on the switch. Then we cut to Lex jump off just at that moment. Yeah, not I not love this as, so uh, much. <laughs> intense as uh, the movie where he actually gets electrified. Yeah. yeah. What's even better about this scene is uh, that yeah, as uh, Lex jumps off, her shoe gets stuck in the fence. <laughs> Just when we think the power's turned back on. And at that very moment, uh, Grant just casually leans on the fence and grabs it. <laughs> yeah. Because this is when we find out, oh, there's no power. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> all this build up, and then it's like, oh, she made it just in time. Oh, wait, it doesn't matter because there's no electricity anyway. <laughs> and then Grant and Timmy high five. <laughs> Yeah, this this quick scene right here, cutting back and forth, that pretty much summarizes the entire script. <laughs> it's like how I feel about it. Yeah, there's like a lot of like <laughs> almost tension, but then like no yeah. payoff at all. Exactly. <laughs> I love it and I hate it. It's almost more of a yeah. comedy with stuff whenever it happens like that. All right, uh, back to the generator room. The sirens and lights stop. The The room lights go back on. Uh, Ellie turns to go back upstairs, but slips in a pool of blood. Your blood. <laughs> Who is our audience? Who is our audience, Eric? I feel like we're just making this up to laugh at each other. <laughs> Ellie, that hurt. Okay. 
<laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm so glad we do this. Okay. Um, Ellie screams immediately and is uh, uh, very nearly pounced by another raptor who's just been chilling out on a perch or something. Uh, Ellie runs and dives into a nearby open ventilation <laughs> shaft. Uh, and I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> so not only is there a ventilation shaft conveniently nearby that she can slide into, uh, Ellie just goes full on Metal Gear and just dives in this open ventilation shaft. And then she uses her powerful legs to work her way up the shaft. I'm just reading the script, seriously. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what it says. And then uh, Ellie makes her way to the ground floor and keeps on running. So yeah, uh, Michael Crichton has a thing for legs. I guess so. I guess. <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs> you know who else likes legs? <laughs> I had a, I had something to follow it up with, and then it it doesn't work. I was just trying too hard. Okay, uh, exterior generator room. <laughs> Ellie runs full tilt back to Hammond's fence uh, with a wounded woo. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Muldoon has just reloaded his rocket launcher. Uh, The raptor gives chase, uh, dodges Muldoon's second rocket, and keeps on closing in on Ellie. I love how Muldoon just fucking slams the raptor's head with the gate at the last second. Uh, they don't kick him out to close the gate the whole way though. They just kind of abandon that and run for the uh, actual Hammond's quarters mm. main door, uh, and they kind of let's just leave Wu to briskly <laughs> limp behind them. And uh, yeah, another point from Muldoon being a you know deeper character is uh, it's too close. He actually shuts the door on Wu <laughs> and the yeah. Raptor because they're just so neck and neck. And then in interior Hammond's quarters, Ellie seems to understand why Muldoon did what he did. And then Muldoon looks out to see the nearest fence slide shut. The raptor is inside the perimeter now. I'm not sure why the power works like that, <laughs> but it happened that way. <laughs> okay, interior visitor center. Grant and the kids uh, walk through the quiet, empty building. Grant hears a distant bellow. And puts the kids into the gift shop until he comes back. And then Lex starts playing with some wind-up dinosaurs. Because <laughs> wouldn't you want to see more dinosaurs at this point? After being hunted with a T-Rex. Okay. Interior, Hammond's quarters. Uh, Harding tries to restrain a singing Gennaro <laughs> amid some more scared workers and a meditating Hammond. <laughs> Meditating Hammond. That is very out of character. I'm not sure why it's there. Ellie and Muldoon watch out the window as the raptor continually attempts to jump up on the roof. Uh, Muldoon lets Ellie know he's out of rockets (laughs) because Hammond didn't put more in the budget. Uh, He spared some (laughs) expense. Oh, man, another awesome scene that doesn't pay off. Interior, (laughs) exterior, and B. Land is within sight, and the raptor egg fully hatches. 
It immediately begins eating the other eggs. Yeah. You'd think there'd be a huge yeah, payoff there think somewhere. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Okay, back to the gift shop. Uh, Lex nearly talks Timmy into going to the kitchen. He tries to be a big boy and act like he's not hungry. And then they hear something breathing lightly. No, they hear something breathing. Then light, rapid steps, and then some sniffing. Uh, they scream immediately when a raptor eyes them up from just outside. You know, they'll tackle a full-grown man, but they're just going to stand <laughs> there and stare at these kids. And then the kids form the perfect plan. <laughs> <laughs> They start winding up those Goofiest. damn toys and throw them at the raptor. <laughs> oh. It's just like it's just like when you switch back and forth from like rated R Jurassic Park to like rated G Looney Tune shit. Oh man. I know it'll get us away out of this. Yeah. Oh, because apparently the raptor is distracted enough to let them <laughs> run away. Which, yeah, Muldoon had like one line talking about how easily distracted they are. <laughs> this is pushing a little far for me. <laughs> it's like as smart as they are, they still have ADHD <laughs> or something. Oh, okay. Interior exterior, Hammond's quarters. Uh, this raptor finally makes the leap onto the roof. Uh, then starts breaking the glass around the ceiling. Uh, and then everybody uh, freaks out below, obviously, as it gnaws at the bars. Uh, Muldoon just looks up and says it'll take about 15 minutes for it to get inside. Uh, Ellie and the raptor then see Grant approaching from outside the fence. Uh, I guess Grant reaches... Through the radio, through the uh, wow, Grant apparently reaches through the fence to grab Wu's radio. Uh, Ellie tells him he has to get the fences back up, and uh, tells him there's four more raptors besides the one on the roof. Uh, she's a scientist that can't subtract, <laughs> apparently. Okay, interior kitchen. Uh, the kids run through a large industrial kitchen as the raptor casually stalks them. Um, not nearly as tense as yep. what we got, but still pretty uh, awesome at the moment. Uh, Lex tries to hide in the freezer, but Timmy stops her so he can instead feed the raptor a trail of frozen <laughs> steaks, which is just like another like Home Alone meets Jurassic Park moment. <laughs> like they were just lucky enough to get the retarded raptor, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Wind up toys and steaks. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. The That's a uh, different crossover. <laughs> 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 Who would connect those movies? Okay. Life always finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost died on my water. 
Oh. Those kids were running. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. So, this... This, uh... This brilliant animal from... You know, millions of years ago, <laughs> distracted by wind-up toys, instantly eats frozen steaks in one gulp, in a trail. It just follows them into a open freezer door, to which Timmy and Lex immediately follow up by slamming the door on them, and uh, I think they lock it, or not. I think it just latches. Uh, so that means two more are still loose. Uh, Timmy knows there's probably more, and they run. Uh, back to the gift shop. Grant calls for the kids, uh, but just sees a bunch of smashed toys and uh, raptor scales. Can you imagine what he's thinking right now. <laughs> yeah. They've evolved. They're so smart now. <laughs> uh, then he hears something in the distance and runs for it. Uh, visitor center, upper floor. I love how nobody told him to like go get a gun <laughs> or something. Okay. Um, yeah, visitor center, upper floor. This is where all the touristy shit is. Uh, background stuff, I mean. Uh, the kids rush in after hearing the same noise that Alan just ran towards. Uh, they run through the amber room, then the extraction room, genetics room. Uh, and are finally trapped in the incubation room with a raptor. Uh, Grant runs in. This is ridiculous. Uh, he gets Ellie to yak over the radio <laughs> while he poisons an egg. Such an elaborate rolls stuff, it. man. <laughs> I know. I know, like, the one plan is to send wind-up toys at the raptor, and another plan is to inject an egg with poison and get it to eat it. <laughs> yes. There's no consistency oh, to how to beat these things. There isn't. No. <laughs> you gotta keep them guessing. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, Grant bursts in, you know, just as this thing corners the kids. He gets uh, Ellie to yak over the radio and then slides it over the floor because the raptor is like, oh, <laughs> there's a tiny girl inside the radio. <laughs> and this is... <laughs> This is the point where uh, Grant gets that transmagetic stuff, I guess, uh, or something. Something he knows that's poisonous. Uh, injects a plastic eggshell. We've been told yeah. there were plastic eggs. <laughs> then he rolls it toward the raptor, who eats it instantly. <laughs> and then just turns back to the kids, like, oh, thanks. And then he falls over dead. <laughs> Like instantly. <laughs> so that's one more Raptor Wild and then the one on the roof. Okay, Grant asks if uh, Timmy's any good with computers. If you have the line there, I'd love All to right, hear that again. Timmy. All right, Timmy says, yep. Well, I just got an XT at home. I told my dad I wanted a 386. <laughs> <330, 386. laughs> 
And then Grant's like, yeah, you got the job. Okay, then I cut to the control room. Grant leads the kids in and tells Timmy to fix everything. <laughs> Pretty much. Hammond's quarters. Ellie calmly listens over oh, the radio wait. as the raptor nearly tears uh, through the bars. Grant, uh, another typo here. Uh, Grant <laughs> says to Tim, Tim, you got to book the system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like listening to my grandmother try to go over Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, so Ellie's listening to the everything over the radio as the raptor nearly gets through the bars ahead. Of wow, <sighs> as the raptor nearly gets through the bars overhead. I can make that more natural. Ellie calmly listens over the radio as a raptor nearly gets through the bars overhead. <laughs> Take three. <laughs> or four. Anyway, control room. Timmy shakes his head and hits escape. <laughs> That's the best summary for every scene I've had here. Okay. Hammond's quarters. <laughs> the, uh, the raptor snaps a bar off and slides through just in time to be electrocuted to death. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to read what I just wrote there. But now I have to. He's been thunderstruck. <laughs> Control room. Everyone celebrates. Uh, but Tim jumps back on the computer to fix communications. Uh, Grant successfully and very quickly contacts the A&B's captain and threatens him to return with jargon he doesn't even <laughs> understand himself. Uh, side quest accomplished. <laughs> Uh, then the last raptor crashes through the glass because, hey, we have one more to kill. Uh, then they run. Interior Rotunda. This would be uh, the main uh, lobby area of the visitor center. Uh, Grant runs down the stairs three at a time, but the kids jump onto the T-Rex skeleton, which I forgot to tell you existed. Uh, the raptor chases the kids, though, because stairs are for wimps, I guess. Uh, getting splashed with red paint and uh, dealing with the bones that the kids throw at it, which I love. I actually like the imagery. Wow, I like the imagery of uh, a raptor mm. with red paint crossed over its face like Kratos yeah. or something. <laughs> ah! Just angrier as he goes. Okay. Um. Yeah. This this scene is kind of weird to read. Kids are like getting trapped in a rib cage, I believe. Uh, the raptor's closing in on them. Grant jumps on some scaffolding nearby. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he starts whacking the T Rex skull loose like a pinata, and it very conveniently squashes the last raptor <laughs> flat, dead. And his badass line is, "And then there were none." <sighs> I'm sure Michael Crichton thought that looked cool at the time. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. I remember writing this. Uh, helipad, dusk. Muldoon leads the last survivors onto a military helicopter. You're going to love this. Uh, Grant and Hammond approach side by side. Uh, Hammond begs Grant to give him an A, even an A-. minus. Either way, Hammond has plans for Euro Jurassic and Jurassic Japan. They love theme parks. 
Uh, Greg gets all hippie with his comebacks, uh, anti-science with his dialogue, but Hammond just gets pissed and abandons the chopper. Then, because why the fuck not, the T-Rex leaps in and attacks a helicopter before it gets too far. Oh, Ellie sprays it with the fire extinguisher and the T-Rex lets go of the, uh, the running board at the bottom. Uh, and then, before we th- we think it's done... But no, the T-Rex lets go just so it can slam the copter with its tail. (laughs) The helicopter crashes, Hammond lights a cigar, and walks away from the explosion. (laughs) Fade to black. But no, the helicopter gets away for real, and the T-Rex doesn't even notice Hammond disappear into the jungle. (laughs) Ellie laments that the dinosaurs are beautiful, but doomed. Uh, Grant has a theory that the scientists couldn't isolate 100% of the dino (laughs) DNA from the mosquitoes, and that every clone they make will always have the defect that every mosquito has, which is to die after uh, one season. Uh, Then when we then get one final helicopter shot of the island before it disappears in a fog. I'm not sure why I wrote that fake ending in there. (laughs) I think I just wanted to be over at that point. (laughs) Okay. Exterior jungle. Magic hour. Uh, Hammond slowly climbs to the peak of a hill. That's three times. but awkwardly slips and slides to the bottom, (laughs) face down in a shallow pool of water. Uh, There's no movement, just heavy breathing. (laughs) Through the water? I'm not sure how that was supposed to be written. And then, (laughs) even better, the camera camera pans to an extreme close-up of a mosquito landing (laughs) on his hand. <laughs> I just love the idea that he gets cloned into our future. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we dissolve to the ocean night. The helicopter circles lower to the and B. The end. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, whenever I wrote that fake ending, just watching your face was so worth it. You were either like, whoa, what did, what did he get? No. Oh, man. This goddamn script. Oh. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Anything you have to say? I'm glad I got a rewrite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To say the least, yes. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh shit. But yeah. Goddamn T-Rex. 
Attacked in a helicopter. <laughs> oh, seriously. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> when I read that, I was like, wait. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is this happening? I not hear this thing coming. <laughs> I know. And how are they going to have the budget oh. to pull this off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So many things wrong with it. Oh, man. This is what we get for reading first drafts. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We basically asked for it. Okay. Um... I think it's safe to say we both enjoy the movie better than <laughs> yeah. the first draft. I think so. I feel like that's probably going to be the case most of the time. Yep. Okay. Um, out of five? <laughs> I don't even know what to... I have no idea what to give this. It's so back and Sometimes forth. Sometimes I'll give it a three. Sometimes I'll give it a one. <laughs> Other times maybe yep. a four. <laughs> I know. Oh, there, there's, there's obviously like just pockets of greatness yeah. here and there, but then you have to trudge through like, <laughs> what did I just read? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Like I said, it's just so weird to, like, obviously watch this very, very well done mm-hmm. A movie, blockbuster, and then just to find its origins are, like, in sci-fi premium <laughs> B movie territory. And it's so weird. Is, like, the book is great. <clears throat> the movie is great. Oh, yeah. And somehow this draft is absolutely <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, obviously it didn't get any lower than yeah. this. <laughs> so I mean, obviously I'm glad I got written. Yeah. Um I, I guess I could say that. <laughs> I I really don't have many words for it. It's just... Yeah. There's, like, nothing iconic about (laughs) anything I can think of. Yeah. It kind of jabs itself more than anything. Like, the, uh, the... Welcome to Jurassic Park, like, <laughs> flimsy wooden sign. Yeah, it's just, like, all throughout, it's just like, hey, this is a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know if there's much to say. Like, 
I guess two stars <laughs> out of five. Yeah, sounds I don't right. know. <laughs> it's not like I hated reading it, but I can't imagine I'm putting any more time and effort into this <laughs> script. I don't know if I read this as and someone said, Hey, I want money <laughs> to make this. I don't think I could push forward. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I even say give me a good rewrite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how he did it to get yeah. it made after this. But uh my hat off to him. So um Yeah. Man, that ship subplot was so <laughs> such a letdown. Yeah. And then like they cut to it for the last shot. It's only been a few <laughs> hours. I can't imagine that Raptor's full grown yeah. rate thing. Is it is it their helicopter landing yeah. on the ship? Or is it just uh, pretty sure sh- pretty sure. It it says it. Cause that's what I thought it said. I can't imagine anybody else is in range or anything. I just, <laughs> I can't imagine even teasing another movie <laughs> after reading that. I'm like, wow, you're really <laughs> put a lot of eggs yeah. in your basket here. No pun intended. Seriously. Okay. I think we're finally <laughs> done with this. <laughs> yeah. So what are we doing yeah. next time? Guess I should take a look. Got uh, Back to the Future. That's the first thing that caught my eye. Or... I don't know. We just mentioned Aliens. That's true. Uh, no, well, we just did a creature That's movie. True. Let's yeah, not yeah. do another... But we also mentioned Forrest uh, Gump, which is made by the same guy who did Back <laughs> to the Future. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future first draft. <laughs> oh, I want to. Should we just like read the first line and see what we're sure, in for? we could do that. <laughs> okay. Oh, yep. It's already horrible. <laughs> Wow. What am I reading? What am I reading? (laughs) What is this? Is this real? Did you... Did you get the right script? Yep. There's Marty McFly. (laughs) I guess we're doing this one next. <laughs> well, I'll have to do the summary in this one, so. Oh, have fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, oh. Uh, it's like 20 pages shorter. <laughs> Fat yeah, that's something. Okay. Yeah, we're just torture ourselves at this point, <laughs> I think. <laughs>
So, join us in our next installment when we go over the first draft of Back to the Future, written by Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Yep. Was yeah. that good? All right, so... Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm Zach at filmsandfables.com. Okay, so this quote is from Gennaro whenever he's hopped up on morphine. That Rex didn't even give me his full attention. That's what hurts. I was just an afterthought. I gave him my full attention. (laughs) (laughs) How high would you be to think that's a bad thing? And I'm Eric, and I knew we shouldn't have kids here. <laughs> <laughs>